This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultants. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. Six minutes now past the hour. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, a brand new hour. Helmsy, the real Greg Burgess here. Speedy's still out. Should return tomorrow. Eddie Van Adler has the YouTube option for you. Uh, we'll get some of your phone calls coming up uh, this hour as well, if time allows. If not, we will sooner than later. Uh, and then uh, welcome back for a brand new hour, Mr. Bill Bubba Bus. There he is. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. So, uh, so anything else you got from the past weekend? I, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. I was trying to do some, um, um, you know, Sherry and I went on tour to Suns uh, this past weekend. And uh, there's certainly, you know, it, it is um, this this whole adjustment to the whole empty nest world and, and all of that has been great. We've enjoyed it. Sherry and I are having a good time. But we had kind of set up that we would try to go see the uh, all three of uh, three of our sons uh, to go see them this uh, this weekend. And so we were going up to uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia on Friday to see Boomer. Uh, he is ending up playing Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Really cool. Um, you know, this has been some good gigs for um, uh, for Boomer. He's gotten in good with this guy who's really creative that does a lot of these things. Uh, you remember they did Titanic where they built yeah, the Titanic yeah. there. This is the same guy, and he does – there's live versions where they get outside and they use the areas. There, there's four, about four or five different ones of Sleepy Hollow, which is where he's going next. He's done that in Atlanta. He's doing the one in New York now. That's where he just headed to. Uh, we saw one of the last performances. So the, what, they, what he does is he tries to take, if there's a famous play or a famous story, and he tries to go and build and, and do it in a way where the natural surroundings of where you are, it's almost like he's placing you in it. As opposed to in a yes, theater, it's just a great, to, it's a great theory. So, so, and it's t- it's a lot of work. So, what he wanted to do is is he he went to this uh, wintergreen resort in uh, in uh, Blue Ridge Mountains up in Virginia. And so, what he has done is he he has set it up. Now, see, so this is us riding down to our seats. You actually ride the ski lift down to your seats, and you see those mountains there in the background. If you're watching on YouTube. So, like, if you're familiar with this, the Sound of Music and you've seen it with Julie Andrews and all that, and, of course, the actress playing the lead role, she was really, really good, but I, that'll lead to an uncomfortable moment in a minute I'll tell you about. But, but anyway, so, like, like, the ski slope goes down, but there's just – it's green now, but – so the ski slope goes down, so when the thing starts, when she first comes out singing, you know, the hills are alive with right. the Sound of Music, they have fog, and she actually comes up. From, from down there, and you see her coming up out of the mountains mm-hmm. onto the hill there. So really cool. And then at the end, when they all are escaping the Nazis, by the way, they the family disappears down that hill to kind of end the thing off into the mountains. So really set up for a cool course. I was most excited by the fact that by the time the show started, it was going to be 67 degrees. <laughs> right. And right. and I couldn't have been more thrilled about that. That'll make you want to sing the sound of music. But uh, but so I'll start with Friday. A couple of items that I had that I don't know we haven't really thought through is um, we have um, – so we, we were just excited about going there. Now, I thought I had made it pretty clear with pictures and everything we had gotten from Boomer to my wife, Sherry, that this is going to be performed in the in the mountains, okay? Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah Valley. So I saw both of those. Well, when you leave the airport to go to the play and get in your rental car, at some point, you have to climb the mountain. 
Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't get, we can't get to the top of the mountain without climbing the mountain. No, right? you know, we were going to go up about 3,800 feet. And so there's 14 miles or as we call it, Chihau and a half. <laughs> right. It's, it's, th- it's 14 miles in a car of winding up Blue Ridge trail. Right. Now, now those of you that have been listening for years, you know that my wife is not big on heights. Now she's very particular about it. She doesn't really mind as long as as long as she can see, you know, like a slope down. Right. She's all right, but edges and cliffs are not her thing. Well, Rick, you know what? I have to say that's probably a good thing. But we, we should be scared of heights. That's why we yeah stay away from. But them. this goes beyond that. This is like I almost can't take it. Oh, okay. okay, and so we're Does riding. She get dizzy, and, and we're and we're we're having Bubba. At one time, her head was down and she was not looking. And she said, "I can't take more than twenty miles an hour." So, so at this point, really? at this point, I'm telling Boomer, who's trying to meet us at the restaurant, what what should have taken us forty five minutes from the airport is, is now we're going to be we're going to be an hour plus now, yeah. Because I'm I'm having to go a certain speed. Uh, because, the swerving, she yeah. Like it, she well, she now her thing is she doesn't like to see an edge, and the automobile is doing this, yeah. and the yeah. switchbacks. And she says, if we go off that edge, it's over. Yeah. And, 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 well, that's and, true. and of course, some of the Blue Ridge Trail, like other places, some have rails, some don't. Right. Now, you get to where there's no rails. <laughs> and it's like, at one point, I'm saying, Can you imagine that when it's icy? Yeah. Well, at one point, I said, Sherry, in order for us to see the sound of music, we have to go up the mountain. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, 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 in, it's in. I just don't know if I can do this. Well, honey, we're, we're here. I mean, there's nothing. We, we're not going back. Right. I mean, you know, we're. we're but a plane <laughs> is okay. A plane doesn't bother at all. You know, so, so see, that it, would kind of be like a cliff. Yeah, no, doesn't bother at all. She's not not afraid to fly. Nothing like it. It really is very specific. It is edges and right. cliffs. Yeah. She is a she is zero on edges and cliffs. Well, I understand that, and I, I share some of that. Not to that. Not level. to this level, right? Right. You know, there's certain things that we can. I love high places, and I, you know, I don't. You know how everybody wants to get on the edge and take a picture? I'm always. Yeah, see, Sherry that. wouldn't do that for me. No. Yeah, I told you we went. Stay to, way back. We went. This, you remember the volcano in, in Hawaii? Yeah. Where Sherry knew we were going to ride our bikes down down a volcano, and down she never thought about how we were getting up there. <laughs> I mean, how are we supposed to get up there? And and you remember she shut the whole bus down, claiming the bus driver was going to get us all killed. <laughs> oh, no. and, and all this. And then you remember the woman tried to step over for a picture, like you're yeah. talking about, and Sherry grabbed her and drug her away from there. And yeah. the woman's like, What is wrong with you? I'm yeah. trying to yeah. take a picture. You know, Sherry's like, Don't go over there. And she'll just shut the whole cliff down. And so I'm like, honey, this is – she's already declared that she'll never go back to the Blue Ridge Mountains. She said, if you got to go up Blue Ridge Trail, I'm not going back. I said, well, honey, that's pretty standard on mountains. Could and, you imagine icy, though? Oh, yeah. And so it, so anyway, so so we push we push through that. And then I, then, then I said, now, how are you on a ski lift? She goes, I'm on a ski lift. I'm fine because we're sloping down. Right. I'm not on the edge, and I don't mind sitting on the ski lift. And, you know, we, and she said, you're going to love this. She goes, so where are we eating? I'm not kidding. I wasn't trying to be mean. I said, we're eating at a restaurant called The Edge. She goes, The Edge? And I said, well, it looks out over the mountain. And she goes, you were going to be sitting on The Edge? I said, honey, we're inside a restaurant. So anyway, we, we moved to a, a table that you couldn't see The Edge. But but anyway, so so we get there, and, and we see Blake, and it's great. And we you know we This is that time of life. He's on tour all the time, so we, just, we don't see him very much at all. So that was great. So, you know, he, he's taking care of us, which I loved. Hey, I've got y'all some seats. It's got your names on it. Mm-hmm. I got y'all right in front of the soundboard where you can see and hear everything. Thank you, son. That's great. So we're sitting there, and, um, and you know. See, and, only a pro would know 
in front of the soundboard is going to be the best. Song. See, I would have put us on the, the front guy row. mixing that. That's I would where he's at. I would have put her put us on the front row where Sherry could break the rules and take pictures. <laughs> and so, so anyway, uh, you know, because she's a traveling rule breaker, right? But anyway, so we uh, we're sitting there, and and a family comes in, and it is a it is a, a mother and her son, you know, that the son's an adult, and they sit down beside us and. They begin to introduce themselves to us, and we pick up pretty quick that this is the mother-in-law of the lead actress mm-hmm. and her husband, um, which I, I thought that was great. You know, we talked about football. He's a big Georgia Bulldog fan, and we, we were talking SEC and just having mm-hmm. a just having a blast. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we're really we're really hitting it off. And and you don't really think about the story that much that now your son and his wife will now become a love interest right here right with the background of the Blue Ridge Mountains right and and acting though they're clearly acting but and there's nothing this is sound of music so there's nothing nothing right. that's inappropriate right but but I, I wouldn't but Blake's going to tear that sugar up he's going to tear that sugar up and right. and, and I I would, and it's and, and it's not I mean this is Julie Andrews kissing this is not they're not doing right. something they're not right. open mouth kissing or anything right. but but they're going to kiss yeah oh yeah and they're going they're going to dance and kiss and get married. I mean, at one point they're. Go- I mean, right here. I mean, that's his wife. Uh, and 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 I'm I'm like, uh, it, it felt strange. I mean, it, it just. It, I don't know why. I just, it just was something. Just felt wrong about it. I, I was I was like, uh, hey man, your wife. She's really really talented. And and she's kissing my son right now, isn't she? Isn't this strange? She's a fantastic. Yeah, she's really really talented. Yep yep. Man, I tell you what, your son's really doing a good job. Thank you. You don't mean the kissing, right? You know, I mean, I mean, you're, you, I mean, you're, it just feels it's just something about it. It's, I, wow. I know, I mean, and they're they're both, I mean, been doing to them. It's nothing. It was just weird to me. I know. And I don't think and it, everybody's looking. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it would have bothered me at all if I just had been sitting next to her husband. Right. You know, that, I, mean, I think I, w- I was fine with that, but I was sitting right next to her husband. And you know, how about that Von Trapp? I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. How about how about my your wife really sings good, man? What a singer. You know what I mean? Look at them dancing. He, you know what he said? He's quite loud on his feet to be so big. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And now they're kissing. How about them bulldogs? Do you think yeah. they're going to look good? You think they, you think yeah. they can get? I mean, I really want to talk about something else. It's you know we're whispering. Hey, y'all got a good team again this year. I think y'all. Yeah, it's, and uh, you know it, it was just. I mean, missed everybody's looking. Rick, what about when they're practicing? Well, I appreciated Cherry bringing that up, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> they, they looked very well rehearsed. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, it was just natural. A, it was, was a, a natural kid. I bought it. I, th- I thought they yeah. got married to her. Realized she was really married to him. <laughs> and Sherry said, "Is this the only way we we'll ever see Blake get married?" But we'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Almost heaven, West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. It is, uh, so it's river. I thought it was valley. Uh, 22 minutes past. Because I was actually in Virginia where the Blue Ridge Mountains were and uh, the Shenandoah Valley. Beautiful, uh, except for Sherry clinging to my arm screaming, uh, please slow down uh, and, and, uh, and, and take this road. I, she, she, we, we agreed that 20 miles an hour was my max. Well, look, uh, I understand the safety part. Of yeah, that, and it was good. It was good. So we got that done. We got back, saw the play. It was wonderful, other than sitting next to the lead actress's uh, husband, uh, <laughs> as uh, as I had to watch Blake marry her, uh, pretend marriage, and all that. And she was a beautiful bride. But anyway, so beautiful setting, beautiful, great visit. 
so good, good to see uh, Boomer and to catch up, and we had a great dinner and a great time together. And so then so you we, kind of visited him at his job. I did. It yeah. was kind of cool, and uh, he took care of us, and it was it was just great to see you know yeah. see him as a man, and yep. he's taking care of us. It was great. How old is a Boomer now? Boomer is twenty eight. So and he's uh, so wild. and it's you know so far so good. He's he's putting these gigs together, and he actually we talked last night. He's been on the road with one show or another for one full year. Wow. And so he said, I'm kind of looking forward to getting home for Christmas. So we. But he's, he's got going on to do Sleepy Hollow now in New York, and then hopefully after that there'll be a break. And I hope he can make it to the Auburn-Georgia game when the dad will be honored at that game and he can join the rest of the family there for that. So uh, we're hoping for that. But anyway, so then we get home, and, of course, it, it took us a little longer because if you're coming off the mountains at 20 miles an hour, it'll take a long time to get back yeah, to the oh, airport. Yeah, yeah. So when Sherry and I got home, we realized we got home pretty late, even even flying up and back. So. We go to bed, and we're planning on being in Auburn the next day where you well, were. As, as you go down the hill, isn't she on the bank side then, not the cliff it, side? It doesn't matter. It, it, is it, it dark because no, she can't see it? Does that help? It, it For some reason, it had no impact. Really? It, it was, yeah. And basically, wow. I told her that on the way back, I said, if you want to, you can just lay in the back seat and just cover your face, and you can pray for 14 miles down, down to where off the Blue Ridge Trail. That's a good, that's you a good know, thing to yeah, do. and so what's big making note when you ever if you ever back home, don't take her up cane tuck. I know. I, I, I thought about that. No, I thought about <laughs> that. She couldn't do cane tuck. No way. So anyway, so we we get we get up on here we go. Now we now we're headed to Auburn, baby. Now we're going to see the next two sons. One's coming from Startville. Uh he came in the Friday night and stayed with some friends and then everybody and I've already told everybody this and we we documented this. This was the first time that Sherry Rick Brooks and Brody had sat in Jordan Hare Stadium to watch an Auburn football game since 2012. Now, you know, the boys had been since then right. with their friends and with other people. I think I took the boys one time uh, in that mix to one game, but I think only one. But Sherry, that this four you see on the YouTube screen, and the last time we sat in a stadium to watch, Boomer was playing. And those two were like little luds and just a couple little punks. And it was funny that both of them agreed that college football does not have the same mystique it once had when these people are in your college class with you. They they said, when we were little kids, we thought they were really big deal. Brody said, I'm less impressed now. Yeah. You know, because that guy, that guy right there, like I've got, uh, I've got a class with him. (laughs) You know, so, so anyway, um, uh, so we were there at the game and we, we had, we got, it worked out great. Bubba, you helped us. Thank you of getting us an opportunity to get a better situation for spending the night. So we didn't have to drive back, so that was great. Uh, that contact turned out to be great, and I appreciate them taking care of us. That was the great Kim Worth. Right? Yeah, I, I, can't, I didn't do anything. I can't she men- did it all. I can't mention the hotel because Sherry says then we won't be able to get a room every night. Right, right, uh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. It, it was the collegiate, and they, they could not have been better host. And somebody canceled. Uh, and they said people buy those, and they said if we get a cancellation, we'll work in. So that worked out. So, and that's, we met her on Tuesday night. That's yeah. A beautiful place. But thank you for that contact yeah, because man. that worked out. It worked out great for us because it was a much better setup. So, uh, and, and they golf carted us from the hotel to the tailgate. So you got your food. You don't have to carry it. You just put oh, it right in. Is that not awesome? I loved it. So it was great. So we go in. That's 1,000 degrees. It is 1,000 degrees. Yeah, it's hot. And, and everybody's hot. I saw hot. people tailgating without a grill. Really. Yeah. They, were, they were actually cooking out on the pavement. You know? So I'm telling everybody, because you know what I'm doing. I'm the dad. Hey, guys, I need you all to see mom for the amount of time that mom needs right. to see you, period. <clears throat> and then we're going to spend the night and go to church with them the next day. I said, now, you got a lot of time with the boys, so it's going to be great. And, uh, and so everybody do your thing and come by and let's see mom at the tailgate. And then we'll all go and sit together. And, uh, you know, I had I pulled them out of the student section. I said, this is just for one game. You know, I did those things, like I told you, where we started out discussing it, and then I said, just so y'all know, 
I'm waiting y'all to do the right thing. This is really not a constitutional republic. All right. You don't have right. representatives and senators, and you really don't have a vote. <laughs> I'm really the tyrannical king, but I'm, I'd love to hear your feedback. And they're like, oh, Dad, yeah. that's what we want to do. <laughs> so we sit down, and real, real hot, so very hot. And we're, we're in the bowl. We had good seats. And uh, another friend of mine uh, gave, me, gave me seats. At one time, Sherry and I only had two seats together. Ended up getting four together so the boys could sit with us. It was great. Well, Bubba, then I got the situation that you found yourself in, minus the little person. Uh, it, was a, it, was, it was not a little person, but the same situation. So sitting down, and, you know, they cram you in. You know, oh, these yeah. bleachers yeah. were put together back when people weren't as big as we are now. Right, right. So you literally sit down on your number and half your butt's on somebody else's number. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so on these bleacher seats. So we're sitting there, and in front of us, people probably our age and maybe even a little older, Sit down, but I notice they've got their sprite, and I'm putting, I'm putting quotations around the word sprite. It's that sprite that has a slight brown color to it. Yeah, and and of course, you know, Mister Smooth is, is leaning back on top of Sherry while he's pouring and everybody's drinks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, okay, so we we that's fine. You know, they're they're grown, and hopefully they know how to handle themselves. Well, undoubtedly, the guy in front of me decided that whipping his hat around was the way to go, and so he would stand up and lean back a little bit from the from the sprite. And he would swing that hat around, and it would nearly hit me, and I'd move, and he'd swing it again. Now, what kind of hat was it? It was an Auburn hat. He had but it, it Was it a, like a, a baseball cap. cap? It was a cap. Yeah, it was a cap. <laughs> and he'd take it and sling it. He'd sling it around. He'd get up over his head and sling Whoa, it. Oh, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Oh, anything. Yeah. You know, anything. Oh, Bottegetta, okay. you game it. He's going to sling it back there on me. <laughs> oh, and I looked at He was using it as a shaker. Yeah, I looked at Sherry, and I said, that hat is on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. She said, Rick, please do not. I said, no, I'm going to get the hat. So he made the mistake of setting it down for just a brief moment. Oh, boy. And I took it. And and, and I Rick. took it, and I hid it from him. And I tell Sherry, I said, and I pointed where I had it hid, and Sherry gets to laughing. She can't even hold it together. And I, she, I said, pass it down to the boys. What about when he gets yeah. to looking? Yeah. Oh, Greg, that was the moment. All of a sudden, he forgets about it for a long time because he's enjoying his Sprite. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And about that time, you see it dawn on him that he doesn't have his hat. One time he makes a swing, and he goes for it, and he doesn't have it. <laughs> and he starts bubbling. Oh. And, and I start nudging Sherry. I said, look at him. He's looking for his hat. He's looking for his hat. Sherry goes, Rick, stop nudging us. He's going to know we got it. And, I, and he looked, and he looked, and he looked. And finally, he just goes and sits down without it. I, I hope, hope he eventually found it. I, mean, I didn't take it. That's funny. I just hit it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were saving it for him. Right. If he just looked under that bleacher, he'd have found it eventually. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show, 866, we be big as our number. The real Greg Burgess. Hey, Nugs, baby brother, Nugs. He's taking phone calls right now, so it'll be a pleasant experience for you to come in. All 10 lines are now available, and we'd love to talk to you for the first time this week. 866, we be big. We've hit you with a number of stories from the weekend. You can chime in. You can ask questions, make comments, bring information to the table. Not designed, though, for meaningless shout-outs or shameless plugs. You know what those get, don't you? Those get them instant buzzer. Your time on the program will be gone. Uh, and then, of course, if you uh, hit those, uh, buzzer will happen. If not, 30 seconds. Then the buzzer, the real Greg Burgess, takes calls now. And if you dial, you will get in. Now, while you're dialing, I do want to point you to one of our new uh, partnerships and partners, superbeatsradio.com slash Bubba. We love the folks at Super Beats because, and a lot of people have been asking me about this, I, I, I don't like the taste of beets, um, so I know that they have a lot of benefits, but I just don't enjoy eating them. 
Uh, so Super Beets, the powder, has given me all the benefits of, of eating like three whole beets without having to eat three whole beets. Um, so uh, you can you can get the, the nitric oxide that your body needs. This leads, uh, of course, to better blood flow. Better blood flow equals better energy and efficiency throughout the whole body. It even supports healthy blood pressure. So all the benefits of three whole beets without having to eat three whole beets. Uh, Superbeatsradio.com gets you a free 30-day supply. Uh, you can try it risk-free for 90 full days. We'll give you 30 days for free with free shipping. Uh, and you'll get some free nitric oxide strips to test your own nitric oxide levels with your first purchase. That's superbeatsradio.com slash Bubba. You can call them 800-876-5213, or you can check them out at rickandbubba.com there under the sponsors button. So Baton Rouge is standing by. Uh, David will get us started. Here we go. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone, phone trolling. Troll. David, how are you today, buddy? Hey, pretty good. Hey, Helmsy was feeling bad Friday morning. He didn't know about John Chapman and Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Uh, Helmsy, Thursday was Johnny Appleseed Day. All of your kids learned about Johnny Appleseed on Thursday. I needed that. Thank you. So you, you, didn't, I needed you didn't know about Johnny Appleseed? I probably saw it on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, so what you're well, saying I needed is, this. So you Thank did, you. you didn't tell your kids, but the school did. Right. Okay. And they were acting like I was an idiot for not knowing who Johnny Appleseed was. Well, I, I've heard Johnny Appleseed. I didn't know his name was John Chapman. So they threw out, hey, do you know who John Chapman is? No, I don't. What's well, Johnny Appleseed, Dad? Everybody oh, knows that. Okay. That's I thought how he they learned. I thought and he was a quarterback for Texas back in the 80s, wasn't he? That was Apple White. <laughs> and, uh, but I thought Johnny Appleseed was a made-up name. I thought that was just some name with you. I had no idea that he planted apples all over the place. But it made you feel better that your kids actually yeah, that learned guy that. Me out. They didn't. Yeah, yeah that yeah, I, that was big. I, I boy now the kids didn't tell me that. Obviously, yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times the Cajuns helped me. Mm-hmm. All right, we continue. Let's go to Mason. He's rolling on Highway Forty Three. Mason, go ahead. Hey guys. Hey buddy. Uh, that cam. That camel. Yes. Down in Louisiana, they're giving him antibiotics just in case. No, I actually heard I that. I have to wonder, how hard did she bite? Yeah. they got to give him antibiotics. Yeah, you're right. I, I had heard that update as well, that the camel, they're concerned now about his health. Which, I mean, if anybody yeah. bit you there, I people should be concerned. They, yeah, I mean. They also think it's something for the Instagram. That's something else they think it might. What? I didn't, I didn't that last part. Last part on Instagram. Well, I, anytime you have the skin broken, Rick, everybody knows you need to attend to that. Especially in an area that might be prone to bacteria. Hmm. We continue. Uh, let's go to Chad in Huntsville, one hundred point three, the river. Chad, go ahead. Welcome to the program. How are you? Going on, guys. You Come on, Chad. Tell it. Chad. Let's go, Chad. Come on. Hey, <laughs> I think we need to call on Doctor Bubba for a few minutes. Okay. I'm. A, I, I love watching baseball, and I know uh, Helms will probably appreciate that because he's a baseball fan himself. I really support the Braves, but. Earlier this year and on through the season, I've heard that uh, Goldschmidt, the first baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals, has that same thing that Bubba tried to help the Chicago Bulls with. <laughs> Plantar fasciitis. So, yeah. Yes. And I just figured if he could do that for the Bulls, surely he can do it for the Cardinals because, I mean, yeah, he's Mr. Tennis, but, hey, it's Bubba, right? Oh, yeah. Well, plus he, he's a, a plantar fasciitis expert. Uh, and so I'm a, a two foot survivor. He needs you to call the Cardinals like you did, like you <laughs> I did know, for the but, Bulls. But uh, I mean, will that will that hurt the Braves? I mean, uh, you got to 
Yeah, can you can you do something that uh, might negatively affect the Braves? I, I would I would hope that that, that all that had advanced to the point now that the, these pro teams have doctors that know about all that stuff. Well, just in case hey, you <laughs> called the Bulls, you want to that was one of my favorite <laughs> segments of all time. Well, I can't I can't imagine seeing somebody at that level limping around out there when there's an answer. Out I know there, you're you know? right. You're right. Let's go to Topaz uh, for feet. Lenny, I, I get more emails about that over oh, the yeah. history of the show than I do anything. That, that's your spiral dog. <laughs> it really is. Lenny in Florida, go ahead. Hey, boys. Hey, I'm buddy. a 76-year-old Army veteran. Thank you for I your service. Star Spangled Banner. Thanks for your service. I would love for you fellas to play the U.S. Marine Corps version, no words, the Army band version, the Navy band version. We know the words. We want to hear some stirring music. Yeah, I have one of those we rotate every now and then. I'll play that for you tomorrow. How about that? I'd love it. Thank you, boy. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, remind me of that, by the way, make a note of that, because that's the guy, kind of guy that I think would be very disappointed. You know, I love I do before, what I said I was going to do. Before, I was just yeah. about to say, yeah, you better you know follow way you remember that. that. I know. i got to let my yes be yes. I got it. Help me. I got it. It's just like when you're at a, at a football game, Rick. I love when the live band plays it. Oh, of course. You know, I totally just, agree with that. And the crowd that. sings it. I prefer, I'm like him, I prefer that over somebody singing Yeah, I, I think I do, too. Because you hear the crowd singing. Yeah. Like the, the old traditional, plus I get to sing You should have heard Sprite sing in front of me. I bet. I bet that was dandy. He brought it. You talking about with that social lubricator <laughs> right well that was my best shot at this hat because he took it off uh let's go to chris in fort Payne. when you seen him looking for it God, i wish you could have been I good morning guys oh sherry had a melt though she laughs so hard you couldn't breathe all right chris go ahead good morning hey hey i was wanting to know why are y'all not on xm radio well, I will tell you this. I don't. I never want to over-dramatize like somehow we're martyrs or anything. We certainly are not going through what the uh, early Church of Acts went through on, on being martyred or anything. But that's one of those occasions where I can say, and Bubba, you tell me if you think I'm going over the line here, where there was a tone that they really kind of wanted us to decide whether we were going to be a spiritual show or a Christian show or to be secular, and they really didn't know what to do with us. You know, they have some you know, some some channels on XM that are faith-based, and then they have their talk radios usually a little more crude or it's really political, and we didn't really fit into any of those modes. And the conversation that our national sales team had with them, really, if I could just put it in a nutshell, was they need to decide who they're going to be. Uh, and they thought we were too spiritual for secular channels and that we weren't spiritual enough for their Christian channels. So... Uh, so that's probably the first thing that I could tell you that probably the faith element of our show got us kicked off. I think based on what we've been told, that that's very accurate. Now, what I like to tell people is I just don't want them to have it. Right, there you go. They wanted it, and we said no. If they called tomorrow and wanted it, we wouldn't let them have it. No. In all fairness, with the streaming apps, the yeah. podcast, and YouTube, you really don't need them anymore. Right. I mean, you really don't. Uh, all right, uh, we continue. Let's go to the – the great state of Montana, Gary. I'm telling you, the folks from Gary, Idaho. what is going on? The folks up there? from Idaho, Gary, are trying to say that they're a better choice for me for my summer home than Montana. Tell me. Well, uh, them Idaho folks. I drive a truck. Okay. And uh, and I'm going to Idaho. I'm going to Post Falls, Idaho, today. And I'm about 500 miles away. But it's 34 here in Montana mm. in Billings, mm. and it's 37 over there where I'm going. In Idaho, but I've been man. I'm in love with that Snake River. Um, oh, like I, said, I live down there in Florida. I, I live in I live in Grayfield, Florida. 
Mm. Well, well, so you're getting to experience what I want to. Now, Jeff Fisher is living my life right now. He is. Uh, and what I was going to say is, I'm, that's, and I, no offense to Idaho. Will y'all hang on just and let, please let me get it out, okay, because <laughs> I know it's going to seem offensive when I first say it. And I got pictures over the weekend. Sherry was laughing. She goes, what's all this Idaho stuff? <laughs> and I said, we do talk about it on the air. They were sending me pictures saying, because my point was, can Idaho's beauty compete with big sky country? All right. I mean, can you? I mean, that's a big statement. And so Idaho sent me some pictures of their, you know, their beauty, and it is beautiful. I'd like to test drive. Right. Now, keep in mind, the only thing, Gary, I will tell you, remember, I'm leaving Montana by October every year. I can't stay there for winter. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? So, so, but now, right now, so Montana, I, I, I can't believe I haven't been to Montana. I even have, uh, you know, people that we know that have offered for us to come stay in a house they have in Montana. I've just never – Got my Montana trip down, and I got to get well, it done. Well, it, it takes a little time. It's not something you can do in the afternoon and be back for dinner. No, you know, you so got to spend you gotta, some time. Yeah, there. you got to have a little time. And, and I want to go. I'm the, right the same time. way. I, I think I would love it, but I just have never been there. Now, see, we've missed our window now because now it's about to get to that kind right. of right. Well, they're having blizzard conditions now, Rick. Well, so, one uh, one thing we like about where we live is our winters and our in 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 our springs. Right. Uh, but to get to Montana, like say late spring, I think would be really something, or maybe really early fall. Yeah, we're in summer overtime right now. So yes, we are. It's a thousand degrees. Yes, and yeah. it's only been this hot twenty eight times since eight, the mid eighteen hundreds. <laughs> yeah, it's just weather. Right. It's just weather. <laughs> Hank in Alabama. Hank, go ahead. Mate, 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 Hey, good morning, guys. Oh, the packet truck stop wasn't it in Gross Teeth, Louisiana? Yes, yes, it was. Mm. <laughs> Well thought out, I'll say that. That's very good. <laughs> Look, Greg's laughing. Good. Good. Greg, Greg's so happy. Good to hear from one of his minions. <laughs> By the way, I never woke up the first time I heard that joke. I, it's funny. All right, so uh, when we come back, Bubby, you want to talk a little RBU? Let's talk RBU a little. A little, little RBU. A little feedback from that. Uh, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. 866-WE-BE-BIG. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. daily that common sense is a superpower american heroes rick and bubba it is nine minutes now to the top of the hour you got the rick and bubba show thanks for being with us today all right so as we make our way back so episode two rick and bubba university the podcast now for those of you there you're you know you're you're, you're kind of in the rick camp you're trying to learn all this new technology and i, I get your emails and so does ham's uh, so uh, we have Rick and Bubba, the podcast channel, which has the archives every day. The Wednesday Bible study is there every week. And now Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, is an original podcast that started airing two weeks ago. Our second episode aired this past weekend. And this this will be a unique visit uh, with yours truly, Rick and Bubba, as we do interviews. We talk about topics. We might do, we're going to do profiles on members of the show. It's just kind of a different long-form format. Now, now some of you, you know, you want it to be longer probably than one thing. Can I just tell you this? And it's Bubba. It happened this last week because our first one was about 20, 25 minutes. Our second one was around 40 minutes. And Bubba and I have, have, have learned 
Look, the long format is great, but there's only one problem. You can't go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. It was you a can't great go to the bathroom. It was a great topic, but I y'all was shot, here. Y'all shot out of the studio like uh, cannons. I, I, mean, was, to go to the I didn't know what was. I thought something was going on I and we all like, needed to run. Well, I looked look like, like I running was, the bulls. Going yeah, I looked like I was practicing for Dancing with the Stars by it the time that thing was over, yeah, you know. Right. We, you we didn't stepping. think about that. You get in this line, hey, you guys can sit around and talk till you're done. But when we're doing the live show, the, the big show, as we call it, the one that you know pays all of our bills, when we're doing this show, every 10 minutes, we get to go to the bathroom. I know. I know. So uh, when you do long form, Bubba and I sit there talking to Roy Spencer, the, a scientist, for 40 minutes, we had to go to the bathroom. See, I'm it. trained to go every 10 minutes. Right. Uh, I, mean, I am, I mean, too. And now I got and, a hold. And, and I wasn't hey, hey, we're getting older. Yeah, well, that's yeah. We're yeah. getting like older. Hey, yeah. when it's time, it's time. Well, and that was the thing. I had some guy, man, won't y'all, won't y'all man up and do a full hour? Nobody does podcast less than an hour. Well, we got to go to the bathroom, buddy. I'm sorry. Well, there was a study. We've talked about it, Rick. They say twenty to twenty-five minutes is all you you really can follow no anything anyway. Right. So we and I think that's probably accurate. How about yeah. this? We'll we'll talk to the people until we're done. Okay, and then well, I it, thought the topic was covered. Anything would have done more with Roy yeah. would just been. We, we don't want to go and extend it. You know what? You just hit on something. There's nothing that I that I that I find less intriguing is when a a talk is over. 20 minutes before it ends. Yeah. You know, what else? You, you've covered all the points. So, what we did, and I don't know that you and I talked a whole lot because, you know, we, we turned it over to the scientists and said, what is the truth based on science? Right. And the research, by the way, Dr. Roy Spencer, that you're actually doing. I mean, you're, yeah, you're Rick, researching Rick, this topic. When we talk about climatologists, okay, yeah. Al Gore is not qualified. I mean, you ain't qualified. We don't do this every mm-hmm. day, okay? We don't deal with it. Roy Spencer. Every day, Rick, like I put the food out for the cat, he is checking on a satellite in orbit that is measuring the temperature of the Earth's atmosphere. I mean, he does it. He is a climatologist. He's the real McCoy in our world, okay? Mm -hmm. There is not a more... Uh, it, it, uh, a more central figure in this debate than Roy Spencer, and we were just very lucky to have him on the show. And and I really left this... Dr. Roy Spencer. this, This conversation with what I felt like was a lot of clarity and you know I tend to oversimplify things and I acknowledge that cuz I have to cuz right. I'm cuz I'm simple. Right. Uh but I but what what and I know it's more complicated than this but yes there have there's been ranges in climate. Yes there's been warming at times. Yes there's been sea levels that have risen to some degree. But the big question is what is what role is man playing first of all at all and if so how much? Like one of the things he brought up was one of the things you have to counterbalance is that the the extra CO2 that's going into the atmosphere, the plants love it. Mm-hmm. He said our, our earth is actually greener now uh, as far as the time they've been keeping up with weather. He said our satellite shots and, and the shots we're taking from above, agriculture and the greenness of the earth is better now because of industry than it was before. Plants love CO2. And, and, Rick, and, think and, about and we're this. actually giving them more than, than what they've had in the past. And, and think about this. What we're saying, and we, we touched on it briefly, the more green you have, that's mm. less sunlight that's being, you know, hit the ground reflecting back, so it's cooler. Plus, if you have more plants, there's more things taking CO2 out of there, so it's that balance. Know. You know, in other words, when that goes that up, point. it's going to pull it back down. But He but made here's that the point. Thing. He said and, if the plants are, are benefiting from it, they're now doing their job to your point more efficiently. They're scrubbing, yeah. So, so any any damage that that you know man made CO two might be causing is it counterbalanced completely 
by the oxygen that it also produces right. and the removal of the CO2 is going back the other way. I, I thought Is Roy, the earth cleaning it up enough on its own? I, 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 my takeaway on this, and I thought Roy made several good points. One, you know, we're dealing with a very small sample for however long the earth's which, been which here. you said before. And, and he made a good point that all of the systems we have in place was actually to, for weather. So they measure temperature basically in degrees not tenths or one-hundredths of a degree. Right. And that's the kind of changes that some of this may be causing. So, you know, we're really, we really don't have the equipment we need to do that. The other thing, and I, I you know, underline this when he was talking, that the models, and, and he has been hired by our government, by Congress, not an to, oil company. to check right. these things, is that the models that a lot of these doomsday green people are putting out are just not not accurate because now we have 10, 20 years of data to look at based on their predictions, and they're wrong. They're wrong. The temperature has not gone up near what they said it would. Now, it has been easing up since the 50s, he pointed at, but we're talking tenths of a degree, not degrees. And what role does man play in that? Right. And, 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 and it may be part of it. We yeah. don't know. That's the point. We're But the the key, and I know sometimes, you know, we're, we're guilty of the pendulum, too, that We've got the left so far out there, we pull so far back that we can get no, ridiculous that's true. going that's the fair. other way. That's fair. But but I think the key is, like the work that Dr. Spencer's doing and, and some of his uh, people on his team and, and that, we need to keep doing that. That's important stuff that we need to look at, and we need to keep asking these questions. I thought the other thing that was very impressive was they were talking about the numbers they had and then the numbers they had studied from other sources – that they feel like are accurate, that the sea ice has been declining for a couple of hundred years. Okay, so this may be part of a bigger natural process that's going on, not just something man's doing. And But man may be helping that or accelerating. We need to look at it. But we don't need to be screaming these alarms that we're going to completely do away with fossil fuel by 2030 because, as Roy pointed out, Dr. Spencer, I thought very well – Cheap fossil fuel is why we have the standard of living we have today right. in the world, by the way, not just here, in the world. And there's a lot of people suffering in the world that live, you know, a lot different than we do. I have that. But there's also – we're in the best time ever right now for yeah, the world. He really made the point we were talking about. If we decided tomorrow we're done with fossil fuels, we got nowhere to go. No. And he said, and where we need to go is not ready. And to make it anywhere close, it would be so expensive – he said, basically, you would have wealthy people with energy and then a gigantic population yeah, yeah. of poor people that have been returned to the Stone Ages. Yeah. And um, and he said, so this, he said, I don't care where energy comes from, but you don't have a better option than fossil fuel right now that's even close now. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station. But they should be. Six minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show, 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Helmsy and the real Greg Burgess here. Speedy out today. Uh, Eddie Van Adler's got the YouTube option for you. No interns today. So you'll talk to various members of the program when you call in. And we'll get to some more of your phone calls this hour. Welcome back, uh, Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for giving us this honor and privilege. Talked last uh, hour, uh, last segment. We, we've recapped weekend trips. Uh, we've talked a little bit of college football, uh, and uh, then we got into the, the final segment of last hour, 
Looking back over Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, uh, it uh, it is out and available. The episode two, and uh, people giving us feedback on that, and uh, and I, we were we were talking, and, and Jacob, uh, who is in Huntsville, says, "Now, Jacob, you said you haven't you haven't listened to it yet." No, sir, I have not. Okay, and uh, so and you said you're on the fence uh, about uh, man-made climate change. Yes, sir. I've done a lot of research on it, and um, I've always been kind of leaning towards more of it, but I just thought it was really great that you guys actually dove into it so much. And, you know, it seems like you really did your research, and um, it's kind of hard to find other people, I think, like that it will think open-mindedly about it because I am a, a big Republican, you know, gun gun owner and everything, but it's, it's usually so far left that, you know, that of the people that get on this subject. So it's really nice to see you guys kind of talk about it well, um, well jacob we you know, we didn't really do research as much as we went to somebody who does it and, every day and i can't yeah. think of anybody more qualified than dr roy spencer so so be sure you listen to it i think it'll help you try to make a decision because you know we need to stay you know it, it, there's a new f word out there facts uh and we need we need to stay with that and 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 get some research let's get rid of the propaganda let's get rid of the agenda and let's literally look at the science of it and let those who are studying it give us the feedback, and let's make some level-headed decisions. And, uh, and until we have facts, we probably don't need to pretend uh, that the facts are in when they're not. And, and so this will help you, I think, uh, kind of figure out where we are now because Dr. Roy Spencer, um, you know, as, as the government, has he and his team working on this every day. So, so go get the latest information from him. Yeah, and, and really, my takeaway from the whole thing is that there are some things happening. It's not near as dramatic uh, as what the politicians are trying to make it. And we need to keep looking at it. But uh, we need to be thankful that we've got cheap fuel that we got now. Well, and the other thing, when he, he uh, Roy Spencer openly talked about, like, the Al Gores of the world, which are doing more harm than good, he said because they're giving you things. He said, like, for instance, the flooding in Houston – is because of a natural phenomenon of the earth is actually dropping down like a sinkhole, and Houston is living in a is becoming a bowl. That may have been the yeah. most interesting part of the whole podcast. But he said that's that the, Miami Beach. He said, but 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 industry is not causing that. That's happening naturally uh, in, a, in what we would call a fallen creation. But just and he, if you don't believe that, the earth that's been around a while. He said same thing when Al Gore goes down there and starts showing this unprecedented uh, flooding and sea levels in Miami. He goes, what he's not telling you is he went to a part of Miami where the same thing's happening, where the earth is actually sinking, and he goes down there at what they call king tide, which is an abnormal tide that comes in, which will bring more water as well. He's showing you something that's happening happening naturally and trying to convince you it's man-made. He said, so at one point I told him, I said, I feel like the guy that's showing us how illusions are done. Yeah. He said, it's so like it, that Fox special. He said, we got to get away from these illusions and, and get down to facts. And then you said you talked to somebody. Well, and, to, and, and on Miami, and he pointed this out, They Miami Beach used to be a swampland. Right. And they went in there and put field dirt, field dirt, built it up, and then put high-rises on it. Well, guess what? 
It's going to sink over time. And that's what's happening. You, mm-hmm. A lot of the coast area is actually sinking. The, the water level's not going up. The land's going down. Well, also, and they can measure that with the, with satellites, too. And and that's you never hear that in this debate. You never hear that. we got to get the natural stuff, and then we'll talk about what might be the man-made stuff. But we can't. We can't ex- we can't call natural stuff man made stuff because that messes up the whole process. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and not science anymore. He also said the reason why more people have been killed by climate uh, in some of these areas is he said there was a big time of, of the Earth's history where people didn't live in these areas right. where hurricanes occurred. You didn't move high rises in large populations. You know, is weather killing more people now than it did in the past? Well. When we look at one time, people didn't live here, yeah. and now they do, and um, so and that has to be part of the equation if you're going to do it and look at it scientifically. But he said, if you go, if you leave fossil fuels before we're ready to leave, he said there'll be more weather tide deaths than ever before because people won't be able to protect themselves from it because you won't have heat, you won't have air, you won't have you, a way to get away, you, you won't, won't be able to you, construct. Yeah, stuff. he said. So if you want to see climate kill some people, get away from fossil fuels and and try to try to protect yourself against it. Yeah, we, you need to go listen to it. it. It's I thought it was very interesting, uh, and, and like I said, he didn't he didn't whitewash and rubber stamp some of our ideas no, he either. Didn't. And, he didn't. and here's the thing I appreciate about Doctor Spencer when it came to some other things on planets and and orbits and all that. He said, "Look, that ain't my expertise. I really can't comment on it." You right. know, and, and what? That, that's why we didn't go an hour. And then <laughs> and then I had a conversation with Greg, which should have been included in the podcast right. because he he talked about this. You yourself know someone who tried to do wind power and tried to do the windmills uh, as part of their business and some land they owned, and what did he discover? Yeah, he was actually hunting on the land that had a lot of these windmills, and he said a lot of them they went were not working. And he's the guy said, well, because they're too expensive. There's only, like, very few people work on them. Right. And right. they're so expensive to keep going that you can't do it. So, and plus, they can't get to you because there's not enough people doing so, it. So think right. about that. The market that so we – a lot of them weren't even operational. The government tried to create a market that had no had no demand. Okay? So there's too much supply, and guess what you have then? You don't have any demand. Right. So now you got windmills that cost are very expensive. It breaks down. You try to get it fixed, and you know what you find out? Well, there's like one guy that's doing it because there's no demand for this. Right. Yeah. So there's nobody doing business repairing windmills. So now you, now can't, you can't get to now it. you and can't get it repaired. So now you got a broken windmill that's too expensive to repair because there's only a couple of companies. You know what they say? This is our price. Yeah. Either you use yeah. us, or you, don't get done. or you don't get done. And a guy looks at his budget and says, "Well, I don't. I can't afford to fix this windmill." See these things. This is what the left never tells you, Greg. What could be going wrong on that thing? All you got to do is grease it, right? Yeah, I mean, you would think on. that's a yeah. big old son of a gun. Keep, keep but the grease going, and, and you're you ready would to think. go. But it makes Doctor all, let the wind do its thing. It it makes Doctor blow wind blow. It makes Doctor Spencer's point. We're, they're pretending like we're ready to move to other ways to create this energy, and it's a it. it's a fantasy world. It, it's well, not there. And, and Rick, solar is too thing. expensive. Here's the thing. I love when I, he said, I don't care where our energy comes from, but there's a certain amount you got to be able to generate. You yeah. know, necessity. And nothing else can do it. Necessity is the mother of invention. You've always heard that. And I think as time goes on, we will find other ways to do this. But like we were pointing out, the only way we have electricity now is you have to turn a turbine. Okay? Yep. You have to turn it. And there's ways you can do it. You can run water through it, but most of the time we run steam through it. That's it. To make steam, you got to heat water, and then you got to have a way to do that. And you could, and the only way we have to do that is to burn coal, natural gas, 
or get enough nuclear material together to make it hot enough to boil water. There's no other way. We, we no had a, way. We had a, a truck. You dam the rivers up. We've done a great job of that in our state. It makes for wonderful vacation spots. But we only get 5% yeah, of not. our power from hydro because it's just not enough. Yeah. You've got to really spin these big turbines to do this, and well, it's just not happening. We had one guy tearing into us over the weekend. That I guess it, I, he never did acknowledge that he'd heard Dr. Roy Spencer. But the same thing, he puts up all these other options. He goes, we have other options, nuclear, wind, and, uh, and, and solar. And I said, well, two of them can't, can't – Cannot can't keep do up it. with the load. And yeah. I said, and nuclear, we could entertain that, but then everybody freaks out about oh, that. We can't, we, we can't make it happen. Look, here, here's wind, the, hey, wind and solar can't do it. Here's they the, can't do it. Here's the thing about it's nuclear. It's too expensive. And, and our friends in France actually lead the world in this with nuclear. Nuclear is like magic. Okay, you get enough of this stuff together, it gets hot. It's a wonderful thing. It's magical. But here's the problem. It don't mix with human beings, and if it gets out of its box, we got a problem. Okay, and we've seen that before. We could put nuclear plants everywhere and be fine with it, but then we have the problem of what we're going to do when the, the fuel rods are spent. Nobody wants to build breeder reactors to basically recharge that stuff. So then what do you do? And then if you have a natural disaster, you have a terrorist attack, you have an airplane come crashing in, hey, then you got an area nobody Earthquake, can live in like for, for hundreds of years, no. you know. So. It, it, nuclear is great, it's magic, but it has there is no margin of error for it, and that is a problem. I'll take fossil fuels over that. Yeah, I, I like both. You just sometimes you got to roll well, the and, dice. And look, we bit. want to put them all on the team like we're doing. That's fine, but you can't remove fossil fu- fossil fuels Not from at this it. point. You can't look if we if we ever get cold fusion so that that works. We've solved a lot of problems, but we don't have it yet. It's like saying you want to continue to have a football team, but you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> and you're going to try to play without one. I mean, it's. And, and I'll, I want to tell you about one other point on this when we come back. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. It is 21 minutes now past the hour. Rick and Bubba. Last day of September. All right, so uh, Bubba, you were going to you were going to add something else. Well, Rick, kind of in line with all this, we were talking with a family friend of ours Friday night. I had a and, friend, and she had just got back from a cruise to Antarctica. Wow! And she travels quite a bit. Said it was the best trip she'd taken, and uh, had high reviews for it. You you actually fly from Atlanta to the tip of South America. And then it's, uh, I think she said it was a nine-hour flight. And then you take a 24-hour cruise on a battery-powered cruise ship to Antarctica. And they actually, you get out on the ice and walk around. You so see, it was battery-operated? Hey, was Greta Thunberg on the way? I, I know. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I'd, never, I'd never heard of that. I'm going to have to mm. look into that. But she said, hey, penguins, hey, penguins. There is a lot of penguins. Um, she showed us some of the pictures unbelievable she said it was the most beautiful thing she'd ever seen hmm. but you get to get out on the ice walk around and you you can't approach a penguin but the penguins can't approach you now now how do, how do we know whether that how that yeah. well i think it's who's walking toward who okay so and she if said, i can't uh, move toward a penguin well I, I asked her i said do they get used to you being there like are people giving them food do they, right. is it like pigeons at, at mcdonald's you right. know what what's up 
And she said, no. She said, they really pay you no attention. Said, you'll be standing there. You think one's walking up to you. Said, it'll walk one foot by you and go right by like what, you ain't even standing What if the there. penguin takes his little, what we think should have been a wing, but now it's a right. swimmer thing, you know, and, and he takes his little whatever that thing is and gives me a, come on over. Yeah, I mean, come what, here. What, a, what, what if I tell the, the guy that I thought I saw the pig wouldn't single, signal me over? Well, she had some unbelievable pictures, and just mm-hmm. a lot of them were with her iPhone. And I mean, right, Rick, right up on a penguin, of like right up on it. And you I'm love like, a penguin. What? You know, they're cute little things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I asked, I said, are they mean? You know, like how ducks look nice, but they're mean when you get around them? Sure. She said, no, they, they were very docile. She said, I, I, she said I, I didn't see any of them acting aggressive. I guess there's some point in time if you got too close to a, you know, an egg or a nest, they might freak out. Now, you, but do, do, does it feel, because I've been on, you know, I've, I've traveled a lot. I can handle a, an aggressive penguin, though, Rick. Right. You know, I've traveled They're a lot. They're about the size of a football. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And they're very football-like. But, um, you know, I have a disability. <laughs> yeah, good. But I, uh, do, do, do you have to deal with all the – because I've been on these trips before, and they all, they all a bunch of evolutionists, and they all think we're destroying the earth. And do you have to deal – Oh, I'm sure there's some of that. Do you have to deal with all that? I'm sure there's some of that. Because I'm just wondering, do, do, is this going to be a thing where Sherry and I get in trouble and get in a debate? <laughs> probably, with, probably. With, the, with the God and all that? But uh, it, it was interesting. She said there was actually – it's a professor at UAB in Birmingham mm-hmm. that runs the tour, and – he has, like, classes in the morning telling you what you're going to see and all that. I thought it'd be interesting. Now, yeah, it's going to be, I'm sure, some of that. But, but. but but here's the point. You you mentioned this. Well, that'll have to be something you either do at Christmas. That's the only, that's the only time we're off on vacation. I don't yeah. to do it. She said it's a two-week trip. Two-week yeah, trip. That's a long so. time. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, so, I, you know. But uh, it, was, it was a lot warmer there than I thought. She said it was cold, but it wasn't, like, below zero cold. God, so. I loved it. <laughs> I'd loved every minute of it. It's funny you see them, you there. see them out on the ice and, and they're not you know if you say Antarctica you think ice station zebra you know oh, everybody's yeah. got fur right, on and right. and uh, she said it was a nice trip the boat ride she said now she has heard that the weather going from South America to Antarctica it can be a rough boat ride she said she's heard that they have forty foot waves mm-hmm. and swells mm-hmm. and. Easy. But she said theirs was just like glass the whole time, had no problem. So she had a perfect time to go. She did. She gave the trip extremely high marks. Did she say anything about it melting or anything? Oh, yeah. She said there's a lot of concern about it melting there. And I, I that's when we got in a discussion about Roy. And, you know, he, he had told us on the podcast that the, the, that the ice had been melting for a couple of hundred years now. So we really don't know how all that's playing in. But but the you know, but what, ice melting does not necessarily cause sea levels to rise. You know, I think that was an important part because Doctor Spencer said ice that, actually takes up more room than water does. Well, he said the sea level is not affected because the ice glacier or whatever is already there. It's already. Right. I mean, there's the level it's already in there, and yeah. as it melts, it's just what it was. Yeah, it turns from one to the other. Right. So, so but that, but she said it was a great trip, and I you know I text you immediately, and I said, hey, no oh boy, we need to think about this. <laughs> Rick and Bubba's cruise to the bottom of the world. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Huh? I mean, <laughs> every time I think about <laughs> Rick and Bubba Cruz anywhere. Oh, here we go. The, the, I don't know why this is, but the first thing that comes to my mind is us in an airplane with a few hundred listeners mm-hmm. getting ready to take off mm-hmm. and someone screaming from up front, as we're taxing down the runway, we're all going to die. Yeah, I'll never forget that either. <laughs> I mean, screaming it, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
that that was that was something I wish. Hell's I'd... imagine that. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we just mentioned. You know, how my wife has a you know a, a a very very intense fear of cliffs. I got something up. Yeah, this woman had an intense fear of flying, and yeah. we would have liked to have known about that. Yes, before because, we flew. Because nobody likes to be in a plane where someone's screaming as we taxi. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. Rick, it's a downer. Just, it's just a bit unnerving. <laughs> it's a downer. I'll give you that. It's, it's a just downer. A bit unnerving. Yeah, you just don't want that. And people start asking us if does she know something. No else yeah, knows. No. Of course, I had a little fun saying she claims to be psychic. But, yeah. Uh, but sure. this is just, a, it, it was, a, yeah. And you remember what she did when we were landing? It all started again. I know. Do you remember? I remember. That one, and Sherry was just telling the story the other day about when we got out in the middle of Hurricane Rick, which was mm-hmm. the name of the hurricane, mm-hmm. uh, on, on a trip as well that was a client-driven trip. I, I'll never forget how pretty it was when we left. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like the Gilligan's Island song. You know, we left, and yeah. it was pretty, and it was all fun, mm. and we come back thinking we were going to die. Listen, when you take <laughs> when you take clients out for a nice little snorkeling trip, let me tell you how they don't want it to end. Everybody jump at your best shot to get to shore. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that, uh, when people start having to swim to the shore, that, that's, 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 that. not, we're, we're that's not what to, they had hoped for. We're trying. I mean, really, my biggest concern in there, the way that boat's rocking, is mm. – when I'm thrown overboard, because mm-hmm. I know it's coming, don't let the boat hit me in the head and knock me out right. and I drown that way. Right, yeah. If I just get into the water, I got a fighting chance. The, and, you know, yeah. I got flippers on. Yeah. I'm sitting here with them. <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't dare take them off. I might need them. And in a sad, sad moment looking back over the 25 years, I hate to say this, we begin to prioritize clients. <laughs> it's like Coca Cola, we got to say. That's yeah. what did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you look at Weaver Fabric Shop and you say, well. <laughs> I, Sam's, you'll, you'll be glad I mean, to know. I, I mean, you're a month to month. Good luck to you. I was a I mean, chili from Coca-Cola. <laughs> right. We got to get Coca-Cola to shore. Weaver Fabric Shop. And, you know. Here, here's the life jacket. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, <laughs> Betty was not on that trip, thank goodness. Thank goodness, because she was pregnant with Hunter at the time. Oh, that's right. And she was at the hotel, and she said, when I open that door up, come back in, I had one shoe on, one off, right. and looked like I had been dumped. Head first out of a dump truck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. Good. I said. I said you ain't gonna believe the boat ride we went on. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll be back. Bottom of the hour. Your phone calls are coming in on anything you'd like to discuss. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up. Lines are available. Eight six six. We be bigs the number. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Here we go, 35 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba, thank you for being with us. Here we go. A long distance directory assistance. It's another phone troll. I love these because we get to talk to so many of you quickly. Lines are available. Helmsy's got the phones this time. Uh, so if you dial us up right now and we got some of you waiting to go, you'll be there. I do want to point you to audible.com slash Bubba. Audible.com slash Bubba. Another great place to listen. Uh, if you love audio books and spoken word entertainment. And by the way, don't forget audio.com slash Bubba has some exclusive originals that are very good as well from bestsellers uh, to their, their memoirs, the thrillers, books on spiritual situations, you know, certainly faith-based books are there as well. Finance, politics, parenting, relationships, sports, and, and comedy as we sell. Uh, have, have told you before, Bill Ingball, who's been on the program, just a guy's very funny. Norm McDonald's got one based on a true story. And don't forget, too, about the originals that are, you know, 
created by audible.com slash Bubba. If you would like right now to join, you can get a 30-day trial, and you can choose one audiobook, plus you get two, as I mentioned, Audible Originals absolutely free. So, so go to audible.com slash Bubba. It's almost like as soon as you do that, you've got a shot at testing out the product. Uh, that's audible.com slash Bubba at, at no charge to you. So check out also at rickandbubba.com. You'll find it under the sponsor. So go ahead and go now to audible.com slash Bubba. As I said, you'll get a 30-day trial, and you'll choose. It doesn't matter the price. One audiobook that's yours, and you'll get two audio, Audible originals also at no charge. So, so go ahead and take advantage of that right now. And, uh, and let us know what you think about it. All right, let's start uh, with Todd out of Birmingham. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a-trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone, phone trolling. Troll. Hey, Todd, how you doing, buddy? Hey, guys, how are y'all? Good, We're great. Good. Hey, uh, Dad. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I, I'll admit it does seem hotter um, now than 30 years ago when I was a teenager. It probably could be because I'm about a hundred pounds more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Hey, hey, hey! But here's the thing: if global warming is happening, I mean, really, is is burn dog or or? Uh, I- well, yeah, it goes back. Now, first of all, where you live, you said you were in Birmingham. James Spann produced last week. It has been this hot in October, which doesn't even start till tomorrow if you're listening live. Twenty-eight times uh, since eighteen the late eight, yeah the late eighteen hundreds. So twenty-eight different times, long before you were ever even born, it's been this hot. And back when industry was nowhere near the level it is now. So probably what you're experiencing in Birmingham is weather, not climate. Uh, and the Earth's climate has changed. What we don't know, to your point, is what role, if any, does man play in it. Uh, and and even if we find out that man plays some role in it, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah, so, at, what, at what cost? At what cost? Uh, we continue. Uh, let's go to Mike in Sylacauga. Mike, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go Mike. ahead. Mike. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Uh, I got a, I got a idea here. When you're doing your podcast, if you guys want to go to the restaurant, yep. just do the drops like you did for Bubba when Bubba used to take off to go to tennis for, you know, weeks or months at a time. Right. You know, the, that's right, Rick. That's, uh, yeah, how, how funny. funny. Right. So, Bu- things like this. Yeah, Bubba says he has to go to the bathroom, and I go, Dr. Spencer, I mean, uh, what do you think about these people that, uh, and he goes, well, I tell you, the big Nyes of the, uh, Dr. Nyes of the world are out there, a bunch of idiots. How funny. And then how hit, funny. Yeah, and then I hit that, and it's like you're in the room. I looked like a cat on a hot tin roof by the time we were done, wasn't it? Trey, stepping it over here. Uh, Trey is in Durango, Colorado. Trey, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. 30 seconds, let's go. That was a big buildup for Trey, yeah, wasn't it? Trey, you still there? Trey's out the gate. All right, sorry. Uh, let's go to Booker in Monroeville, Alabama. Booker, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead, 30 seconds. Hey, thank you very much. I'll take Trey's big buildup. Listen, <laughs> I wanted to mention. <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to mention real quick, I ain't got much time left, do I, that the uh, homeless lady doing the operatic sound this morning, yeah. she was singing, sounded just like an opera singer. What that is is the proverbial frog in a box, like the old Warner Brothers yeah. cartoon, yeah. where someone's going to try and make a buck off of her, and this is going to happen repeatedly over several generations. Oh, yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at this right now. Joe, I haven't heard this yet, so this is a homeless woman. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, I'm not sure I'm buying this. I'm, with I, you. I'm. First of all, I got my hair. I, I think I'm playing a homeless. She person. almost looks too clean. 
Yeah, and her bags look kind of organized. They and do. in a subway station, you got built-in reverb. Yeah. Helps. It's like singing in the shower. Well, we discussed it earlier. That. that kind of singing, I know it's considered good. I, it's horrible to me. Greg. It, it physically hurts me. Greg. I can't stand to hear that. Ooh, that's horrible. But do you buy this, what we're supposed to do? You know, now the, here's the thing. I Because, you know, remember we talked about the voice guy that they right. found homeless and then he got a job? Yeah. Talking about the golden Velveeta voice. cheese or something. I thought, but they said they can't find this woman. This this here happened, but nobody's been able to locate her since. Oh, so okay. I don't know. But to me, it looked to me like she was dressed up as a homeless person. It does to me too. Just looking at it, you know, maybe she's so. a very organized homeless person. If not, her bags look really clean. Michael and A. Rep. Michael, you don't go, hate that singing. It's not my favorite. I Michael, can't, I can't stand it. I respect the talent of it. I don't but doesn't entertain the me. I wish. I think it's like a curse. Greg, let's go to Michael and A. Rep. Michael, go ahead. Yeah, guys, I enjoyed the interview. I listened to it a couple of times. You know how with the left and liberals, all these ideas they have, it seems to have the opposite effect. Like the low-flow toilet, you actually end up using more water. Oh, yeah. yeah. New freons, more expensive, and it doesn't cool as well. Yep. Well, you know, paper we've bags. all known since kids. Yeah, paper bags versus plastic. We've all known since kids that humans and animals exhale carbon dioxide, CO2. The plants need that. Yeah, and Roy makes that point. He He's saying, you know, Plants love CO2, and uh, so you know that's got to be factored into the whole deal. Absolutely, uh, because there's a positive. and then the more of them, yeah. the more oxygen they're putting out, the more they're filtering. So it, it, it's going to try to stay in balance no matter what you do. Durango, no matter what curve you throw. Durango's back. We think Trey's back. Trey, did you find a call? Yes, sir. Sorry, uh, <laughs> monkey grass. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate that. What's on your mind? Hey, I wanted I wanted to give you guys a full story on the car on top of. Uh, so about four years ago, I was in Fort Collins, and two girls from Denver uh, started targeting our town, kind of like the Colorado baking situation. So I was a part of like 500-plus people with churches and businesses that packed city council to get this topless ban upheld. Yep. And so these two girls, you know, millennials, they went to the judge in Denver, and this old guy from Obama, uh, Obama judge, now uh, told us to let topless women. So we appealed that to the 10th Circuit, and an Obama judge and a Clinton judge said, no, you town people voted for this, but you're wrong. So now the toplessness is Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, New Mexico, and Nevada. So it's, it's really about judge, judge activism instead of what people yeah. oh, in yeah. Colorado yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying Legislating from yeah, the bench. The, yeah. the, 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 the people's voice was, we don't want this, it's not appropriate. And then you said activists really defeated the voice of the people. Yeah, yeah. And who, uh, who are these people that are that just really need to be able to go topless? I don't know. I, there can't be that many. No. Now they're not also the ones that complain if you stare, are they? Probably. How can you have? Well, a, I'm afraid we're going to have to have staring's okay law too. That's true. Well, now because I mean, we're, cause, now, I mean yeah, if you're if you're because well, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> you know, like to me. Okay. All right. So first of all. There's a hashtag Me Too, right. okay, and, Got and, it. and any man who doesn't know how to act ought to be held accountable. Yep. All right, end yep. of subject. Got it. But then women also, you know, it's almost like we go, 
It's one thing to ride a motorcycle, okay? It's another thing to say I'm going to jump 18 buses. Yeah. Now we're becoming like hashtag me too daredevils. Yeah. You know, that, how, that, far, that, how far can I push right. it and then be offended when somebody asks? Right. It's just a lot of effort put forward for something I don't see getting used a lot. Maybe the beach if somebody wants to sunbathe. But as far as yeah, – but Greg, here's, the, where's the great need for women to be topless and just walk around at the mall? It does, when, I, mean, when, I don't when, think there's many going to do it. When does that opportunity even present itself? But it's in Colorado when it gets cold. But the um, but what I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just thinking about like Trey said, Greg. You're living in an American society right now that that is catering and making you pretend that small numbers of people oh, yeah. are this gigantic right. representation right. of society in all sorts of ways, and it's just not. It's not true. It's just not true. Uh, let's go to uh, Stephen in uh, Montgomery, I-92. Stephen, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. What's on your mind, buddy? Hey guys, uh, I listened to the interview with Dr. Spencer. I thought it was uh, was great. Um, one thing he said that stuck with me, he said people blame global warming on things that they're experts in. Uh, it kind of showed me we're expert narcissists, so of course it's going to be humans. Uh, I mean, that's true. We're the cause uh-huh. of everything. I mean, you know, we've already ruled out every other cause before. You know, we we get into it, but it, it strikes me that an Earth that's supposedly billions of years old. Humans are, you know, destroying it in 50 years. Yeah. it's Look, it goes, Bubba said this last week, and a guy just emailed me, Bubba, you may be on it too, and said his pastor actually took this on. And he said, look, if you want to go from a biblical worldview on this, because you're, people are having to do this because there's such hysteria. Right. That's why we did this podcast. Y'all, there's hysteria out there. I know to some of us it doesn't affect us because we've got, we're level-headed and we kind of know the big, the, the big picture. But a lot of these young people, and I told you the Europeans, uh, they're terrified. Uh, and I saw that firsthand, and and he he's from a biblical worldview, and they said this pastor took this on. We're called to be good stewards. We shouldn't be littering. We shouldn't be unnecessarily polluting. Right. Uh, we should be conservationists, even as hunters and fishermen yep. and all that. We're to, to we're to we're ta- the gardeners. But yep. but but now the next biblical thing, which this person just addressed, we do not have, and or have we been given the authority to destroy the earth? The Lord God Almighty is going to refine this earth, new heaven, new earth, and it's going to be refined by fire, and he is 100% in total authority on how long this has and how long it's going to go on and how it's going to take place. Mankind hasn't been given the authority to destroy the earth. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe that. that. Now, I know some of you don't have a biblical worldview, but for those of you that do, and yeah, you're this, out there— This should be an easy thing. And you're out yeah. there in all this hysteria— I mean, it, it just... There's other things to worry about. Yeah, but you need to be more concerned about when you're going to stand in front of Jesus. I mean, that could happen today. Uh, and, you know, and you spend all this time and worrying and, and having anxiety when our, the Lord God Almighty told us to be, to be anxious about nothing. I mean, you belong to him and you're worried about this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, an, it's ridiculous. So I'm glad that some of the pastors are, are taking that on because you don't need, like you said a minute ago, the pendulum. Don't go too far where you act like you're not supposed to do anything. We are to be stewards, and we are to, uh, to take care of what we have been given authority to take care of. But destroying the earth? I got news for you. We were not invited to that, that meeting. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass 
the gravy. It's eight minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big is our number as we make our way back. I do want to point you to the O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events uh, this week. I'm excited uh, to celebrate my 55th birthday this Thursday with uh, the men of Hunter Street Baptist Church. Uh, be there addressing uh, the men, and you're welcome to be there. Uh, it's it's a free event, and uh, excited to be there with you as um, as we spend some time together unpacking God's Word and talking about uh, God's call on us as men. So honored that Hunter Street Baptist Church would invite me to be there, and looking forward to seeing all of you that are attending that this Thursday night. Next week, October the 9th, I'll be with Rich Wingo, uh, FCA Fields of Faith at Hillcrest High School Stadium. That's available to anybody who wants to come. You don't have to be an athlete. Uh, you can come any age. doesn't matter. They'll give you food till they run out if you'd like to get dinner before we get started. So just make plans to be there at Hillcrest High School Stadium, Tuscaloosa, on October the 9th, October the 20th, over to Woodstock, Georgia, at Woodstock First Baptist Church. I'll be there speaking at Man Church uh, to the men that will be attending that as well. All this information is available to you by going to rickandbubba.com and looking under events. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. So, Bubba, you said we mentioned earlier, we've talked a lot about the podcast over the weekend. If you still haven't listened to it or watched it, and some of you haven't, we interviewed scientist Dr. Roy Spencer uh, on his studies concerning man-made climate change and that interview is available for you now on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. And we've we've been talking a little bit about that. Greg mentioned someone that he knew that hunts in an area where they tried to use windmills, and uh, they they when they break down, there's nobody to repair them. And if you do find somebody to repair them, it costs a fortune because there's really no market for that. And then, Bubba, you said you got another windmill yeah, email. Yeah, I, I just thought this was interesting to share with everybody because this is an expert who works in this industry. I'm going to take out names because they're not important to the story. You, you get the the crux of how the whole thing goes. But he says, I'm a lead auditor, inspector, and contract engineer in the power industry. Mm -hmm. He says, I recently performed an audit at a large manufacturing plant in Ohio two years ago. He said, when I arrived, I couldn't help but notice they had an enormous windmill with their logo at the front of the plant. The wind industry had convinced this company that it would help to cover the majority of their $200,000 a month energy bill. That's a k a month. How do you like that, Cust? Come on. What they had learned over time was that it only covered about ten k a month and that it didn't include maintenance of the windmill. There you go. They had admitted to me that it was a total waste of time and millions of dollars to install, and it will never, ever pay for itself. Guys, we can't live in a fantasy world, you know, where everybody in, in this utopia where there's windmills and solar panels and fossil fuels are dead, and look at us, we're all living in this green world that is perfect now that we've gotten away from fossil fuels and, and we've gotten away from fracking and we don't have coal, and look at us with our windmills and our solar panels, and we're all singing kumbaya and we're tiptoeing through the tulips and we're all smiling and laughing and for some reason not having to go to work. Uh, let, yeah. let, let me, can I just tell you something? That is a doggone childlike view of the world, and it is a – I mean, a child wouldn't even buy that. If I wrote a book that said that, you'd like, well, that's, a, that's, just, that's not even believable. And some of you think we can do this, and we can't. That, 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 this does not – yeah, some, some of you believe that fossil fuels just simply need to be stopped, and then, and then we would have windmills and solar panels, and why are we not doing that, Rick and Bubba? Why? 
But I'll tell you why, because they can't do the job. They can't. I mean, it, they're not at this point in this stage. The technology is not good enough to cover the load we have. And if we get it to where it can cover the load, the expense is going to be through the roof. And there's, there's, uh, you know, there's always things we don't know that are going to be problems. Everything comes with a trade-off. Yeah. And like with windmills, what was the problem out west? They were killing birds, killing eagles. When birds try to fly through these things, there's a tremendous amount. Uh, drop in pressure right behind that blade when it goes through, and they're losing control and and going out of control, and then here comes another blade, and it's chopped suey, you know? Well, we're also finding out on, on two different stories of people who actually have used them, you can't get them repaired. Right. And, yeah. if you do, the cost, and, and if you do, the, the cost is astronomical. You know Look, why? I, I you know why it. the cost is astronomical? Because it's a man. You want to talk about man-made? Let me tell you what else doesn't work. Man-made markets. <laughs> That's right. You know, and, and those of you that think that the oil people, oh, it's just evil oil people. Can I tell you about these businessmen? Because I know some of them that are invested in oil. Do you know when they'll invest in solar and and when? When it makes money. When it makes money. Yep. yep. They don't. They don't. They don't have some loyalty to fossil fuels. No, they have loyalty to profit. Better. They have loyalty to profit because they've because got it works. they've got people that that and have, profit's not a bad word that have invested way. money in them and they say please get me a return. You know what they say? Can't get your return on windmills. I can't get you a return on solar when I can, and if everybody moves to that and it's real, we'll move to that. You think the people who do oil can't do windmills and solar if they can make it work? Yeah. Th- these are these are enterprises. These are these are capitalists. These are entrepreneurs. The reason why they're not in the wind business and they're not in the solar business is because there's no money in it. Rick also had an email, uh, and I can't find it now, but I'll paraphrase. Said, "Hey, Bubba, you got to update your knowledge on nuclear." Said, "We're now at generation three. And a lot of these problems have been solved. Okay. But the one thing we do know, like I said before, there's there's just no room for error when you deal with something radioactive because then, hey, you got an area you can't use for 10,000 years. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I got an email, too. Did you know that there, there, there's been all these people that like to sneak into Chernobyl, you know, and, and, and take yeah. pictures and all this? That they're actually going to start guided tours to the Chernobyl well, control that, room. For, for DAs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. District they attorneys? Call, Greg, yeah. You know, yeah. Greg, you know what they call it? Greg, the name of it. Of course, everybody hips it up. Now, the acronym is TDA. <laughs> <laughs> Tour. Wait, who? Who? And the no. gift shop will actually have chicken that's been cooked Ready out close to the room. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, good. That reminds me of a story. When we come back, I'll tell you a funny story. Top of the hour, 866-WE-BE-BIG. And I think this is the kind of stuff that, that owns Bubba. So, well, I don't know why. There's certain things like this that slay him. I'll, I'll update this when we get back. If you're leaving us, have a good day. Catch it on the podcast archives or the YouTube archives later today. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey. You're listening to the Radio Revolution. Rick and Bubba. Well, my fall from grace was a sight to see. From the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport, six minutes past, the brand new Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us today. The real Greg Burgess is here. Helmsy's here. Eddie Van Adler's here. Speedy is not here. And then we welcome back Rock and Mike number two for 25 solid years. Mr. Bill Bubba Bussy. I do get up and walk around from time to time. Though. Yeah, every every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Rock it. Much left to me. Somebody say it. I'm in a rough town, drug, I'm left for dead, barely 
held together by a few old threads. Yeah, I'm still here. There ain't much left to see now. Everybody say it. Well, I'm still holding on, and there ain't much left to me. All right, so this past weekend we were, we were doing all the, the world travels and, and all of this, and of course I've been telling all of you that uh, since now I've moved into my first ever attempt to actually tailgate and then go through a go to a full football game. I have not been able to do it. Uh, I started doing some numbers over the um, – and I made it to halftime this, this week. Uh, I did some numbers, and, and I, what I did, I started playing with numbers – and I went simple because I didn't want to get into complicated math. So keep in mind, this is very unscientific what I have here. <laughs> but I've looked at, and I used a base 10 to make it really simple because, now keep in mind, I've had kids or I've had my dad play on or coach teams that played more than 10 games a season. Sometimes, yeah, oh, yeah. sometimes yeah. they go 14, sometimes 12, sometimes 11. So I just did base 10, 10. over the years. And then I've had at one time – there was a time where I was going to three football games a week uh, because I had a son playing in one league, a son playing another, and a son playing in another. So I, I, I factored all this in, and I've come to the conclusion, and Greg, you should be pretty close on this because we've had similar experiences, that you and I, and I'll tell you for me, I have attended somewhere around 711 football games. <laughs> oh, yeah. About right. yeah, Rick. Okay, yeah. so and that's, that's just working off base 10. So that's a lot of games. Probably more than that. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, but I can live with that one. Okay, I mean, we were and you. So you even went ahead of those games that were you couldn't remember that we were there. I mean, we we're so young. You, I, you started there. I, yeah. Well, what I did is I took dad coaching for thirty five years, and I realized you and I weren't there for one year. I think so. I wouldn't. Uh, you and you weren't. It. So no, I, I didn't come. He coached. Till. He coached one year before I was born. So that so we were there for thirty four of those. Yeah. Okay. And and I even tried to. That's why I use the base ten. You yeah. probably probably I didn't start really know what was going on until I was probably four or five, you know, and you too. So I kind of I, I was trying to give us some room we there. to factor all that in. So I think that I've just reached a point that I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't I can't go <laughs> through football, I can't right? go through any more games. And and if you don't have a son or a dad coaching, like I remember we talked about this years ago. My wife was the one who came to this conclusion. She said you don't know how to be a football fan. Yeah. It's been family business for you, or you've had sons playing. You've never, there's never been a period of your life until now that you just want to be a fan of a team with no personal connection to it. So you don't know how to do it. And, she, and I said, you know, it's right. I said, because she You're said, having it, to relearn football. she said it feels silly to you for people to be that invested. And I'm not saying that's wrong or right. I mean, certainly if it's idolatry to you, it's wrong, no matter yeah. what it is. Yeah. But I'm not, I, I'm not saying that. Hey man, everybody ought to be like me about football. I'm not saying that at all. Some of you enjoy it; you have a good time with it. I think it's great. Now, some of you do act like children about it oh, when you're grown, and, and that and I think that's weird. Yeah. But but yeah. but I mean, just um, but I I just can't get that in. And I'm not saying it's there's not, a sense of relief behind that, though. No, I was about to say I actually am having more fun. Yeah, absolutely. because I honestly don't care. Yes, you know, I said this about talking more spiritual here. I've gotten to the point that I enjoy football and i enjoy hunting and i enjoy fishing better because i don't care about it as much right because you if you love something too much i know other, you're hanging other, on too tight uh, other yeah, than, it makes uh, you miserable you know like somebody yeah, says well i just have an obsessive personality i said well be obsessive about jesus yeah. i mean if you want to be obsessive about something how about be obsessive about your spiritual life it, it's got much much better return sure you know and i found that to be true 
So anyway, so I, I, I we were trying to, and you know, I was we were trying to see if we could do it. And I don't, I don't think I can sit through a whole football game anymore. I said, now I think if I don't tailgate, I can, but I can't do both. That's just too long a day, too much. The game doesn't mean that. So what we did is we enjoyed the atmosphere, and it was good for the four of us. Talking about my two, one middle son, one one younger son, and my wife and I had to sit and watch a game together where we went and watched our older son play. That was a, Those were fun years. We had a great time. And like I said, even from a spiritual standpoint, I think some of that was helping us through our grieving and what we were going sure. through. And, you know, in our empty nest thing, I don't want to get all serious about it. It's a little bit different mm-hmm. because, you know, this is our youngest son on earth. There was one scenario, if God had had a different plan, but we got a 14-year-old right now. Yeah. So I think that's led to this being a little tougher, especially on Sherry and all that, because even though we certainly submit to the authority of God and we see his sovereignty and all this, and we know that Bronner's life was not incomplete, it was complete, and we've seen all the things. But in the back of your mind, in a right. fallen state, you go, you know, there was one plan, but we got a 14-year-old. Yeah. We're not empty nesters. No, right. So it's not the same for us, and I've tried to be – you know, try to be sensitive to sure. that, especially with Sherry. So that's that's why you're seeing us going to sea and generating a little more than probably would have, just to be completely transparent. Yeah. So anyway, but back on a much lighter note, so so the tailgate thing is relatively new to me because I don't like the tailgate. Now, I, I like it now because I don't care about the game. But if I cared about the game, say, I can't enjoy the tailgate. Oh, I know. You yeah. know if you're worrying about what's going yeah, to happen. You know, <laughs> I, I remember thinking to people, how do y'all not care more? How can y'all be, be eating chicken fingers? My gosh, we lose this game. Dad loses the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, so um, – so, yeah, record, 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 record. How about this? At times, that was actually quite miserable. Yeah. You know, it was, that takes it, edge off fried it, chicken, doesn't it? It was just too intense. Mm. So anyway, but anyway, so where we live right now, it is blistering hot. Oh. Okay, blistering hot. So what happens is, uh, those of you that know this, you bring out all this food where you're just laying it out on the table. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. I'm talking about in sweltering heat. How long heat. does it stay? I'm talking today? about in sweltering heat. So Hey, bacteria. So you're looking over here and you go, okay, that that tenderloin that tenderloin slider can make it. That potato salad. Oh, that's the first. That potato go. salad, and so so a friend Anything with an egg in it. Listen, listen, that you're getting ahead of me. A friend of mine, we got to laughing, and so we're sitting there, and time goes on, and we start talking about that, and all of a sudden we look down, and sitting on this table, and it'd been there probably probably three and a half hours, <laughs> and 95, 95. 96 degree is one long deviled egg. Oh, look, look, look. Rick. and I look at him, I said. You think I'd kill somebody? Bacteria look, party look, boat. He looked at me and he said, that might as well be a bomb laying there. So we looked at each other. I said, it was a chemical weapon, Rick. I said, is there anything I could dare? Would anything make you eat that deviled egg right there? And he goes, Rick, he said, I'm telling you, if you eat that deviled egg, he said, you will not see the game. And I, and I, looked, and I said, you think that deviled egg is a gut bomb? They, they wait, 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 I said, I told him, I said, that's like a potato salad that gets to dinner on the grounds a little early. Oh, boy. Oh, you know, man. yeah. They, 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 you know, there's certain foods, guys. Uh-huh. I don't know that we should leave them out on the table. If you're going to eat the deviled egg, you better come out of the gate eating it. The that deviled egg's got – somebody got to consume that, and I mean quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love a good deviled egg. I just, you wouldn't eat one yeah, sitting there three and a half hours in 96, no. would you? No. It's hot. I nah. want my deviled egg. There was a side of me that just – you know, it's almost like I wanted to be like a scientific experiment. Same. I'm going to eat that egg. So, <laughs> but I didn't want it to be me, so no, I tell you I, what, though, if I could have got the guy that was swinging the hat to eat it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or those guys that fix their plate at the tent when nobody asked them to. Yeah. Hey, we got eggs if you if want. I 
egg. Get you an egg right here. Somebody come up. Oh, you're not part of our group, are you? No, we just want to try everybody's food. Take that deviled egg right there. I've been saving it. That thing's been rocking 96 degrees since about three and a half hours. Oh, boy. And then there was party boat. There were certain dips and stuff. Why did you eat it? I know. Well, Greg, I thought about that. Well, I just, <laughs> you eat nothing if you don't eat that egg. You know, I mean, that egg, that egg, I think that egg was dangerous. That was a dangerous piece of <laughs> Like piece. a hand grenade. And it was just all by itself, too. Don't picture there were four or five left. There was long one egg. long deviled egg. <laughs> there wasn't, wasn't nobody touching it. I said, oh, I, I, I dangerous you think oh, I did. Oh, God. That, just, that, that gives me the heaps to think about it. <laughs> what would that even do when it like entered your yo- body? Oh, my gosh. Fifteen minutes past. 866-WE-BE-BIG is, is the number. So so we're well over 700 football games. That's Easy. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Because, you know, they, some years you got multiple. Oh, oh. Yeah. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. <laughs> 21 minutes now past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. We're back. 866. We be big. All right. I think since um, since Speedy's not here today, we'll do this story because this would be a secondhand embarrassment issue that must have been very, very uncomfortable. Uh, and uh, we have the video. This is a Florida city commissioner that calls out an officer. And this is the part that we get to uh, that we get to Speedy. Um, because he's supposed to, the officer's receiving some sort of an award at a ceremony, and uh, and then there's a confrontation that that leads to if you're in that room. Now, of course, you and I, Greg, would have leaned into it and loved every second of it. I would have been elbowing you, going, "Look, look, look, look." I know, yeah. And, and <laughs> Speed, don't miss it. Speedy would have got up and walked out <laughs> yeah. of the room. Rick is uh, so we have the in, video. This is in Broward County, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I know they have enough problems already. Oh, sure. But it is a an award ceremony. This guy's actually getting yep. an award, mm-hmm. and one of the commissioners then says some detrimental things about him and the calls officer, him back down there the officer just acts like he gave him a compliment gives a thumbs up and walks off yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so here it is we have the video we have the video here all right, all right, so here we go uh, i would like to make a comment i want to congratulate all the bso officers who've done such a great job there, there he is shaking hands they've all gotten their awards from city council commission i mean Uh, Joshua Gallardo, can you come down for a second? Oh, so they're bringing him down front? Back down. And this is one of the commissioners, an officer who just got an award from them. The other commissioners aren't in on it. It it looks like they're all looking around. Good to see you again. You probably don't remember me, but you're the police officer who falsely arrested me four years ago. You lied on the police report. I believe you're a rogue police officer. You're a bad police officer, and you don't deserve to be here. Oh, my goodness. There's the thumbs up. The thumbs up and turn around and walk off. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, ah. we appreciate as a whole the oh BSO and everything that you do for us. Thank oh. you for your service to our community. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, what in the so the commission gives it all these. They're all shaking hands. They're all leaving. You know this guy thought they were going to single him out for something. <laughs> Good. Speedy, I'm so glad. I know you're in a lot right Come now. Come on try, down here. Try, Come on. Move, trying to move and all that. But we have a special award for you. Look, you can see he's wanting to do it because he's got the mic, but he can't figure out exactly how he's going to do it. So he tra- he says, I'm going to go with the worst thing ever, and that is I'm going to wait till he's returned back. Morning, Captain. Look, look, he keeps asking him, you okay? Look, this person, 
Who I don't know. Uh, Joshua Gallardo. Look, she knows he's doing it. Oh no! Okay, second. yeah, she's horrified. Who is? Who's right, right, go back, Adler. Go back. Blue hair. Yeah. Right. No, well, it's not uh, hair. Orange hair. It's blue. Blue, whatever that is. Bandana or whatever that yep. is. Uh, she has okay. something on her head. Okay. Uh, Joshua Gallardo. Well, uh, she's like, oh no. Come down for a second. Because she said to him, you see her talking to him about whether he's going to do it or not, and then Great when. Job. Watch her all the way, Bubba. Watch, watch uh, Bandana all the way. So you'll see her after this. Look. So he he's going to look at her. Look right here. She's going. Look, she, I don't want she's to give reaching the for the microphone. I don't want to give you the mic. I got something. Look, and uh, she's like. Joshua Gallardo. Oh, look. She that, knows. That, she knows what's going on. Yeah. She was trying to get the mic. She wanted to get the mic just to say on behalf of the commission, thank you for your service. And now he's going to bring this guy mm-hmm. right back down here. Now, again, this guy thinks he is fishing to get another mic. I don't remember me, but you're the police officer who falsely arrested me four years ago. You lied on the police report. I believe you're a rogue police officer. You're a black, bad police officer, and you don't deserve to be here. He says, thank you. Thank you. Thumbs up to other police officers. Gosh, I wish Speedy would have been there. He clearly had – he didn't know what to do. No. You know, well, so what do you – what what do you do there? I mean, I don't know the story. I mean – What but, if he would have tackled him and cuffed him? Oh. Oh, like, yeah, remember that yeah. four years ago? <laughs> All right, so it's Hey, says, since we're going down memory lane. <laughs> since we have memories. <laughs> All right, it, they say that How the that the commissioner here's a memory for you. The commissioner, how about stuffed and cuffed? <laughs> he he was referring to a 2015 incident in which he was arrested for charges of resisting and obstructing without violence, according to the Miami Herald. He had allegedly reported police recorded police while they responded to a battery incident. Uh, he was not a city commissioner at the time of his arrest, and the charges were eventually dropped. And he claimed the guy lied on the report, right? Right. That's what he right. told That's what he said. He said, I think you're um, a rogue cop. I'm trying to see. I don't think you any- should be here. Shouldn't uh-huh. I, didn't, I, I, I didn't like giving you that award. <laughs> Officer, come back down here. <laughs> um, I must be getting another award. <laughs> now, the mayor the mayor said uh, was critical of the office, of the uh, of the city manager's uh, move, said this was not the time nor the forum to air personal grievances. I believe this clearly violated the city's civility code. Got a civility code. This is not the way we treat employees or people who work for a city. There are proper channels to follow, but the commissioner chose not to use them. I must be in the front row. (laughs) (laughs) They're bringing me back now. The mayor mayor says she's already talked to the city attorney about possible actions to be taken. because Guys, I can't go with you. I'm being brought back down for something. <laughs> I got to head on back down. <laughs> I know you're headed back to the office. I'll be back down for one more award. I'm being singled out. <laughs> I'm being singled out. I'll see you guys at lunch. We still going? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you see him look at his buddies and go. <laughs> uh, by the way, picture now. Now let's go to this. Let's go to the part that it didn't it, it, be speedy in our group. Listen, they were, they were all police officers. And we've all gotten our little our little commissioner, you know, pat on the back. And also they Officers say, of the Officer Wilburn. And look, we're like, hey, they call us Speedy back down there. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden that happens. <laughs> I bet the ride in the car to lunch after that. What about the lunch? What did you say? Yeah, yeah. We, who's oh, the first person to say, we're going we're gonna to talk about what happened? Get you a special award. Get you a special award from uh, – from commissioner, whoever there, <laughs> whatever their name is, <laughs> commissioner, whatever job that is. But you saw Bandana say, uh, oh, she, get, she knew what she was give trying me, to get give the, the mic, mic back. Rick, here we go. And he's like, he's give like, you one of those. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Oh, good. That tell you what, I'm going to confront this. Oh, my goodness. Right here in front of everybody. Greg, I, I think you're a rogue cop and you shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. Hey, you know what? The guy delivered his point very well. He really did. He look did. right there. Don't know what to think. Oh, oh my goodness. Look right here. Look look at Bandana. <laughs> That's the bandana. Oh. Yeah. She's struggling with yeah, it. Yeah, she is. She, she's having a tough time. And uh, How about that? You know what? He got, his, he, he got his opportunity. Not the best. And we don't know the whole story. I don't no. know. No. Hey, not the best choice of time and place. No. I mean, he may but, be rogue. We don't know. I don't know anything about him. I, I know it makes me incredibly uncomfortable, and I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> Rick gives you the thumbs up. It's all you can do. But see, for me, what that do you do? That moment's what one that? thing. Yeah. Listen, I, he handled it well. Listen, I'm one of those. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about all you can do to this guy is is give him the thumbs up. Yeah. Because you want it to be over. Yeah. But then the turn to now go back to your buddies is oh. is the thing well, I'm landed on. The oh, rest yeah. of the day, yeah. they, you know, they kept calling him up. Come on down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on down. Here at lunch, I got a special award. <laughs> we got hey. a special guest here. Do you think they even got on the radio and got him on it? What I would do, hey, Officer Todd, you want to come on down? <laughs> what I would do is, if, if I if I go into lunch after, I don't know why I think that's where they're going, but that's where they're going. <laughs> and what I would say is, if we came time to order, I would have taken his menu and said, "I think you're a rogue cop, and you don't need to be at lunch with me." <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that is so speedy. Would have hated uh, this. Are we going one more time with it? Yeah, see, see. we'll see it again. <laughs> Captain, I'm on uh, the mic. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, the right, right, right. my, my you come down for a second. Here's again. Who said my line? Yeah. Look. All right. Who all the, knows? Rick, the guy with the folder. I think he looked at his folder again trying so to figure out what award he was Bradley. getting. Yep. You're the police officer who falsely arrested me four years ago. You lied on the police report. I believe you're a rogue police officer. You're a black police officer, and you don't deserve to be here. Thumb, there's the thumbs up. He gives one to his buddy. What's, what's the guy with the folder? I think he looks in his yeah. folder like, I don't have anything else to give out. I have no awards left. Yeah, bizarre. Woo. I don't know who was right, look, who look, was wrong, look, but okay, I'm looking bizarre. at look, He looked at you his see folder. Yeah, he looked at his folder. Look right here. Nothing else in there. I don't have any more. We're out of certificates, buddy. I, I don't know if you've got one for him. I don't have one in here. Bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big. Our number. Butcherbox.com slash Bubba is the sponsor. Let me tell you, if you're not using Butcherbox.com slash Bubba, can can I point you that way? Uh, I mean, we're talking about. You know, you ever had that feeling? And I, it happens in our house sometimes. You know, we'll get home and everybody gets in and Sherry's like, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, it'd been great if we had something to grill. And I've got to tell you, or I didn't go by the store and. Whatever, man. I really feel like you know. Let's grill some chicken, or let's. And, you, and you're like, well, we forgot about it. Well, if butcherbox.com/bub, if you're like us and you are a subscriber, you're getting delicious proteins delivered to your home on whatever schedule you set up. Uh, you customize your own box if you want to, or you they've they've got some that have already been put together for you. Uh, however you want to do it, uh, but I'll tell you this: every time you get it, this is high quality meat. No hormones or antibiotics are ever used. Um, and they offer a ton of awesome recipes, too, and resources on their website that will help you really bring out the flavor of each cut of meat that you purchase. And there's a great offer uh, right now that's going on that you can really take advantage of. It's for this month. Butcherbox.com slash Bubba is offering new members $20 off your first box plus two pounds of ground beef when you sign up at Butcherbox.com slash Bubba. The ground beef, by the way, is, is fantastic. You'll love it. In addition to all the great meat you get, they're now knocking $20 off the first box, and they're going to throw in 
an additional two pounds of organic grass-fed ground beef. Uh, try them today, folks. Butcherbox.com slash Bubba. You're going to love this service or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. But All right, so a couple of deal, deals to, to look over. Uh, here's, a, here's a couple of wacky worlds. Then we'll get into something. How bizarre. Um, How bizarre. How bizarre. Look around the wacky. All right, so um, I'm looking at this one, and I'm trying to – I'm not familiar. This feels California to me, but I could be wrong. I've looked everywhere in the store. You, whatever happened to the great Dateline, Bubba, when they would give you a little Dateline on, like, where yeah, it was from? Uh, this is California. Is it, it's, okay. it's in the big title. All right, it, okay. Burst into California police station. Okay, I got you. Okay, there you go. Right there, right there. Been a snake, I, I'd be a goner. <laughs> uh, but anyway – Rig, don't look into the story. Check the headline. Uh, but anyway, so you know, you remember Dateline, don't you? Oh, yeah. Dateline yeah, right there? yeah. But anyway, so we've got a, a, a woman, 22 years old, broke into a California police station. We just talked about the police. Uh, and, and came in with a meat cleaver. All right, so so we're in. I'm, of all places with my meat cleaver, I'm going in. To a police station. To a police station where I take with the meat cleaver. A forty-three-year-old, forty-three-year-old female hostage. Now look, Rick. If you're going to commit a crime, do it away from the police station. Right. I'm, I'm I mean, going that's, in. That's making it too easy. Uh, you're inside the police station. Right. And weapon of choice, meat cleaver. Meat cleaver. I mean, you don't really stand a chance with a meat cleaver, well, really, when you're going to a place fully, fully yeah, armed like that. Yeah. I don't, yeah they I don't they know got a lot of other that. weapons in there. But for a moment, she did get a forty-three-year-old hostage for just a moment. Uh, and meat then, cleaver in hand, and then they got her. They didn't. They didn't shoot her, but they they did. Uh, point point they guns, her and she fell like a sack. Yep, they got her with it. <laughs> they got her with a taser, and and down she went. Boom. And uh, so now they're getting her with false imprisonment. <laughs> is that what taking a hostage is called? If I they think. figured out what her beef was, I mean, don't she tase was... me, bro. Don't tase uh, me. Bro. I can't do anything. Ow! 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 <laughs> So uh, she's charged with kidnapping, false imprisonment, and assault with a deadly weapon. Me cleaver. But, but I mean, did, did you, you just, just say, randomly? No, what did I just? Beef. Beef. That's funny. That you just said. Oh, Greg, did, what Greg said, beef? "What's your beef?" She's got a meat cleaver. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, why did she have this person? And she said, "Hey, I got her hostage, and I got a meat cleaver, Greg, I'm afraid, and I'm going in the police station." I'm afraid this may just fall in her nut. It, 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 say, right. it says um, it's, it's unclear <laughs> and unknown why she was visiting the station <laughs> or any relationship. Had a white hoodie on with have her hair footage? and a high ponytail. Seen the footage here? I have. Oh, is this if you look, I think you can see her fall. Okay. Right. Is it? Is this? Is this the hostage? That's the victim on? there. That's the hostage. Yeah. About is to be who she grabs. About yeah. to be hostage. <clears throat> can I? Hold of her, places her in a headlock and escorts her back into so it's the police over here? department while brandishing yeah. the meat. Right, here we go. Back. There's here the meat cleaver. As okay. they enter the lobby, Capalong forces the victim into a chair just off camera. Mm-hmm. You can't see the victim when she's off camera, I'm but looking. she's still very close to Capalong and is obviously in right, danger. The, yeah, there's the meat cleaver. Employees behind the counter mm-hmm. began uh, giving Capalong instructions to drop the weapon. Mm-hmm. Uniform officers responded to the lobby, My and goodness. as they step through the door here, Took you can see that they have Capalong <laughs> at gunpoint. They immediately began giving her instructions to drop the weapon. Mm-hmm. One officer it. de-escalates, transitions to his taser, and they take advantage of the opportunity to watch, advance watch on fall. her. That officer tases Capalong. <laughs> the other officers place themselves between Capalong and the victim. 
and escort the victim out of the area to a safe place. <laughs> she went down hard. Again. was handcuffed and taken into custody without uh, any injury. Hold that right there. You have, the you have what, jail. three tasers drawn, yeah. Yeah. another guy with a gun, some more coming through. That's, that, and you, she's got a meat cleaver. You picked a bad area to, to act up. I, it and, looked like the hostage pushed her away. I know. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's is. the thing I don't get. She she didn't really – by the way, that's a, that's a meat cleaver. I mean, yeah, I, I mean oh, yeah, that's a big that, one. That's a textbook. That's like a meat cleaver. That's like a butcher ass. All right, so, I mean, but notice this right here. She kind of like look, kisses look. her on the forehead, like it's going to be all right. Or I think she's to her. whispering to her. Yeah, is she whispering okay. to her? I'm not going to hurt you, maybe, or something. That we, but what does she want? I'm, yeah. I'm with y'all again. What What does she want? All right, so, so does she get pushed right here? It looks like it. Look. Yeah, yeah. He, she did push her. No doubt about it. Well, now she, watch. The lady starts fooling with her hair. Mm-hmm. So well, she she didn't even go after her hostage. She's clearly on something. Y'all watch her face when they taser. Yeah, Greg, I know that. I know that this is what you're hoping for right now. We're watching it right now on the YouTube channel. Officers so, come in, guns drawn. Yep. Yeah, all right. And, and she, then one puts his gun down and goes for the taser mm-hmm. and moves in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buddy. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. They didn't play no games, did they? No, no. That's uh that's not what we're not what we're looking for there. So that um, you know, it's uh, it's it's an old story, and uh, you just you just don't want to be you know. I'm trying to avoid the law anyway. Yeah. And so to go where they are. Mm. Uh, another story: uh, a man was killed uh, in March after he looked over another driver at a red light, and undoubtedly this guy's coming to trial now. Um, and they're saying pulling up next to another car and looking over the driver may seem a common occurrence, but it now appears to be the motive behind this murder mm-hmm. so as they've investigated and he i guess he's coming to the trial because they charge him with it back in march and the trial's coming up so now they're knowing what's going on this person and we see his mugshot here they believe he shot the the victim uh on march one simply for looking at him while he stopped at a traffic red light yeah he just made eye contact with him and looked at him he didn't like it. and uh so they uh um there, there's people that were there with him and they said all he did, I guess they were in the car with him, all they all he did was merely look over at the murderer, and which in turn enraged him, and he just pulled out his gun and shot into the car and killed the person for looking at him. Well, he may have some anger issues here, Rick. Sounds like. <laughs> Can, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I, uh, I'll tell you what, just keep your eyes straight ahead at the red light, sounds like. You know what? That sounds like the old Time Life book about the outlaws. One shot of Amber Snoring. Yeah. Who, yeah. John Wesley Harden? Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. shot. So mean. Yeah, One shot, shot of Amber Snoring. <laughs> I used to love that. Bubba, we have a, not a real hand-tooled saddle leather. <laughs> Bubba, we have got a, uh, a professor at the University of Rhode Island. Uh, he's published a book this month uh, uh, titled Making American White Men Great Again. And he says that Tom Brady's popularity has nothing to do with six Super Bowl wins, three MVPs, three All-Pros, and it's certainly not his 14 Pro Bowl uh, selections. He said the reason why Tom Brady is so popular is because of white rage and white supremacy. First off, some of of this doesn't make sense. How can you be a Pro Bowl selection? And I thought that was All-Pro. I thought that was the same thing. I think it's two different things. Is it two different things? And Tom Brady's only been an All-Pro three times. I know that sounds so weird. Yeah, that does seem weird. Misprint. But if I'm not mistaken, like, aren't players involved in some of this voting when it gets to All-Pro and Pro Bowl? Rick, and, I mean, this guy's listen. Lost his money. The, yeah, the, this is so ridiculous. Look, there's other white quarterbacks in the league. The reason Tom Brady is popular is because he's winning. Check um, professional sports as a whole. I, I don't see a lot of white privilege there. 
I mean, no. the best are playing. Uh, you know what that whatever. is? Who cares? According to this professor, that's a typical statement from a white man. Okay. <laughs> you love Tom? Yeah, because I know Tom got a free pass because he's white because he's obviously not any good. I'll go back to this. I don't like Tom Brady. So even his success, I don't. I just don't like him. Yeah. I don't like the Patriots. I don't like Tom Brady. There yeah. it is. I said it. Now, do I think he's a great football player? Not good, but great. Absolutely, yeah, I do. Maybe one of the best players. Don't, don't like best. Don't like the goat. Don't like his team. Hey, don't like his team. Don't like him. How do you argue he's not? I pull against well, Tom that's... Brady every time he plays. I don't like him, but I pull for him because he's white. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's ridiculous. I don't, you know, yeah. But that's what that guy said. Yeah, but, but see, there, there's people that sit up all day and they write books. They really think these things are true. That's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, we'll come back. Your final phone calls this hour. Any stories we may have missed, 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Lines are available. We'll say hello to the golden ticket seats and chat with you when we come back. More Rick and Bubba coming up. Right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Here we go. It's uh, 10 minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba's show. We're back. Phone calls coming in at 866-WE-BE-BIG, and uh, there's lines available for you. Golden ticket seats. Where's Kelsey Hicks? Kelsey, right there. Uh, Jonathan Tisdale's here today. Uh, Joel and Regina Boggs are here today. There they are. Robert and Cindy Key. All in the golden ticket seats today. They grab uh, Rick and Bubba double CD. They get a pound of delicious BuzzBox coffee. Uh, and Bubba, also, uh, I need a number here between one and six. One and six. What about number two? Number two, Jonathan Tisdale. Congratulations. It's also his birthday. Is it your birthday? Happy birthday, buddy. The Keys are celebrating their anniversary. And the Keys. One, two. Happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. So the Keys are having an anniversary with us today, Robert and Cindy. And then Jonathan Tisdale having a birthday and just won $50, a $50 American Express gift card from Dr. Dudney on a Dudney Monday. So you take that. Lunch is on you today, Jonathan. And a happy birthday from all of us here at the Rick and Bubba Show in Keys. Happy anniversary. Thanks for coming to what a lot of people are saying is a second honeymoon destination, the Rick and Bubba Studio. Uh, so glad, glad to have you guys here. And uh, they're celebrating one year, if I'm not right, right? One, one year married. New the wedge back there. Hey, simplysafebubba.com. Want to hit this before we get to your phone calls. Simplysafebubba.com. Uh, on the average, there's a break in every 23 seconds somewhere in the United States, and only one in five homes have a security system. There's a reason for that because of how much of a hassle it was in the old days dealing with security systems. But that day's over with simplysafebubba.com. You install it yourself. They use the modern technology. One of the things that's so great about the modern technology is the video verification. Uh, you have that option, meaning that law enforcement, you know, back in the old days, most security systems, when the alarm would go off, just about every time it was a false alarm, not with the Simply Safe Bubba system, video verification. So law enforcement knows there's a legitimate break in, three and a half times faster, uh, they, they get to your location or your property. Uh, so, and you install it yourself, so you save money there. They're not intrusive, but they actually do a better job of protecting your home because there's so many more things you can do with the technology that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. And if you'll go to simplysafebubba.com right now, we'll set you up, or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. 
to the phones we go. Mark in Illinois standing by. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones are trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone, phone troll. troll. Mark, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Morning, boys. Hey, hey. Uh, Yeah, I saw a movie in the 80s that kind of, uh, it was a Spike Lee movie, so I'm sorry. But the one of the characters in the movie equated uh, racism with a pool table. That the the felt was the earth and the white ball was the white man knocking all the colored people in the pockets. <laughs> kind of a domination <laughs> racism <heard> that. game. <laughs> That's well, you know, uh, everything's racist now, yeah. but which sadly means when we really do see it, people don't take it serious like they should. But look, if if what this guy's saying about Tom Brady and whiteness and sports, hockey would have better TV ratings than it has. Yeah, that I mean, sense. if white people dominate everything, then hockey numbers, and the only reason why they watch anything is the color of the skin, then hockey should be the number one sport. I mean, their TV numbers should be through the roof, and frankly, their TV numbers are minuscule compared to the rest yeah. of the sports. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I think this is a guy who worries about it a lot more than everybody else. Jill in Tuscumbia, listening to WLAY. Jill, Jill. go ahead. Hey, Jill. Hey, guys. How are hey, y'all this good. morning? Good. Great. Hey, Akers. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought she was saying, hey, girls. That's what I thought she said. Go ahead. Um, um, I want to know, why in the world would you leave an Auburn game early? Well, uh, because it's 96 degrees. That's uh, my point right yeah, here. Yeah, and, I and, understand that. And, 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 I, and, I, and, and, I, and you guys are pretty fluffy, but... I, I, I mean, I, I I understand that, and and I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you were sitting in front of me at the game, <laughs> D- drinking drinking that brown sprite. Um, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it it's it, we're there mainly to to visit and spend some time together. The the, the game's an excuse for y'all to visit. Yeah, that's, that's all it, it is. Yeah, and frankly, at this time, the game was over at halftime. Yes. I mean, it, it was way yeah, It was over about eight minutes into it. Yeah, it, it, it was It was not a very good game. It was, it was well, a blowout. you know, if you, if you follow Auburn, you know they're never really over. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but I, was it was rare, over for me watching that, it on TV. That was a rare occurrence. Yeah. Uh, but in, in all fairness, I, pro- I would have left at halftime no matter what the score was. Yeah. It, it just, yeah. I, man, I just wasn't going to stay for the game. Sure. I, I just didn't want to. Uh, we can, I wasn't that interested in it. We continue. Let's go to uh, Renee and Gadsden. Listen to Z93. Renee, go ahead. Hey, first time caller. Thanks, Thank you. Call. Appreciate that. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, we have the new rules on the, on the interstate about, you know, getting over in the right lane if you're not passing. But what if you're in the left lane, you're continually passing, but you have Big Bubba or somebody on your butt uh, wanting to go instead of 82 like you are, 92. You obligated to pull over? Yes. Into yeah. the right lane? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're yeah. you're not just, out there to block people. That's yeah, not your yeah, role. It, and then the police deal with him. <laughs> Yeah. For speeding, uh, but yeah, the bottom line is you. Can, if if people are wanting to pass you in the left lane in Mississippi and Alabama today, because I travel to those a lot, and Mississippi has the same law, you're supposed to get over and allow the flow of traffic. Now there were people violating it on my way home yesterday, pretty yeah. pretty bad, uh, and that's like some people are not aware of the rule. And uh, but yeah, you're supposed to allow a person to pass you, and if they're speeding. Then law enforcement will deal with them. Yeah, you you don't defiantly stay out there to tell them they should be going slower. Yeah, your your job's not to block. Right. Uh, we continue. We uh, have a blocking lane. You're right. Let's go to Nathan <laughs> and Hayden. Nathan, go ahead. We lost oh, Nathan. Oh, Nathan. No, no. Listen, gone. guys. I saw his no, subject. No, listen. I saw did you subject. see a subject? Oh, I, did. I didn't. What was it? UFO story. Mm. 
And as soon as he we went on, as soon as we answered the phone, he disappeared. Mm-hmm. It's like they knew what he was going to say. That was creepy. And they warped time to take him off. Yeah. Wow. Greg and Pelham. Mm. Greg, What's going on, guys? You, Greg, tell you, it. You, buddy, come on with it. Well, first off, I'd like to say thank you to the men and women in the military. Okay. For serving our country. Yes, sir. Always. Absolutely. Second off, uh, I don't know if y'all heard, but the great band, the Kentucky Headhunters, are coming to Alabama. Next weekend. Cats are back. The cats are back. (laughs) I I have not heard that. Uh, But thank you for letting us know. Rick, also a story out today, just been out a few minutes ago, saying that Antonio Brown, A.B., is expected to set off a legal battle for over $61 million. We saw that coming. As he sues the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's going to be tied to whether he gets his guaranteed money and all that. And I don't know where he's coming up with 61, but. Well, I think he's wanting everything that anybody ever signed him to. <laughs> well, he would have it if he just, you know. Yeah, go, go and play. Behave yeah. and play and not have Put accusations against him. Yeah. Uh, call her about Bubba's air conditioning. Go ahead, 30 seconds. Hey, guys. Hey. This is Jill again. I got to know about the gaff and where I can find it on Bubba's air conditioning because y'all had a funny that day, and I can't remember what it was, but I need to know where I can find it. Tell me you didn't leave what the show early, was. did you? You didn't leave the show <laughs> early, did you? No, I didn't, but I was at work. It'll be on the new and CD. It'll be on the new CD, which will be out in probably about a oh, month. Now look, I can do it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet I, she I feel is like fun. she's having a conversation <laughs> with herself. And we just got caught up in it. Well, you know what? It'll be on 25 big ones. <laughs> And uh, our new CD coming out. But uh, I don't know whether it's part of the YouTube archives or not, but you can certainly try to go find it if you'd like. Thank you, Jill, for being with us. And uh, have fun out there today. Enjoyed sitting behind you down on the plane. Hey, thanks for being with us. If you're leaving us, top of the hour, we'll catch you on the next Rick and Bubba show, or we'll catch you next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.